Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. a podcast about movies you know <laughs> <laughs> that was beautiful and very 90s of you ah uh, yes thank you it's our new theme song <laughs> yes john get, is out and i am in john <laughs> thanks for all your hard work or whatever <laughs> multiple instruments i don't need them <laughs> showing off god i'll just beatbox my way through please <laughs> don't Oh, there she goes. Here we go. We're gonna talk about some movies. We have opinions and they probably suck. I can't remember what this movie's about, but I'm gonna talk about it for two hours. And no one's listening anymore. Unfollow, unsubscribe, delete Spotify app. <laughs> much distance as possible get away from me chuck my phone out the passenger side window <laughs> on the highway what have i gotten myself into um yeah yeah hey hey that was a great introduction that was a really good introduction By welcome me, to the show bucket snake that's bucket snake i'm heat wedge the one who isn't singing yeah <laughs> the loser <laughs> i'm the artist truly <laughs> uh yeah this is a show about movies i don't know if you heard it's called Replay Rewind. Replay Rewind. <laughs> tell us, tell the people what we do here. We talk about movies that we haven't seen since we were kids and try to remember them and we're always wrong and then we go watch it and then we come back and talk about it and give you some trivia. Meet Wedge is looking at me. We're not always we're wrong. Not, thank you. <laughs> we're not always wrong. But a lot of the time. But we are a lot. Yeah. 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 We and get the, some things here and it's there. It's funny. Those the the things buried deep down in our brains where we're like Oh shit. Okay, I can see a man. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> yeah. It's like being psychic, but for things that you saw twenty five years ago. Right. But it's fun though, because we all do that. We all talk to each other, we all say, Oh yeah, I remember that movie. I yeah. loved it and then you say, Yeah, tell me about it and no one can remember what it's about but you just remember that you liked it well i just it was good and it was fun and there's a scene where they kick a soccer ball around and that's all i remember right that's all you need to know but it gave me good feelings and then we take those feelings and we ruin them yes because that movie was actually bad (laughs) yeah turns out sometimes it it, sometimes it's better than we remember yeah or just as good yeah but a lot of times it's like wow oof who made this oof and said that it was for children and then we'll tell you yeah, we'll tell you who made it and why and, and how and how. So I have a question for you. Great. <laughs> I hope you're prepared. Let me get my notes. I hope you studied. 
So, I mean, we could talk about this for forever, but if you were given just like an infinite sum of money. Yeah. What's the first three things that you would purchase? Because oh. we could go on for a long time. Well, first I'd buy a house. Yeah. Just outright. Right. No payments. Yeah. No, just cash. What? How much do you want for it? Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Um, and I would probably buy, I would probably try to buy a house that wasn't even for sale. Yeah. <laughs> Be like, hey, how much do you want to leave? That's my grandma lives in LA mm-hmm. and the people who live across the street from her lived there for like 50 years. And one day some guy just showed up on their door and said, I'll give you a million dollars for this house right now. And they said, okay. Uh, I mean, yeah. And then he tore it down. Damn. All but All but one wall. Because if you keep. So that he didn't have to. Yeah. Yeah. If you keep a wall, then it's a remodel. Yep. So he tore the whole house down except for one wall, built a new house, and sold that house for almost $4 million. Damn. Yeah. We have laws like that here where if you build a new business, you have to have so many parking spaces available for it. Oh. So a lot of places, when they buy an old business and want to redo it, they'll leave up a wall. So they're like grandfathered in and be like, yeah. well, I didn't redo it. I just remodeled yeah. and it had four spaces before. Right. That makes sense, but also sucks. Yeah. Like, I get it. You also can't build a new strip club. There can only be a strip club where there already was one. What? Yeah. That's a... What? <laughs> so for my second purchase... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm going to buy, first I'm going to buy, there's a cute little house in my neighborhood that is brick and it is painted yellow and it is so cute from the outside. I imagine the inside's very cute. Yeah. I would buy that house. Okay. Then I would buy a strip club. Then, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'd probably just buy like a new car so yeah. that I don't have to worry about a right. car for a long time. Yeah. Uh, And maybe a business? Okay. Well, I guess I should have. These are very practical answers yeah. and therefore boring. So what I should have asked was, what are the should first I go back to strip club? three, like, not boring things? Because, <laughs> I mean, same. Like, I would pay off my house. I would probably buy another house so I could, like, rent, you know, the yeah. one out and live in the other one yeah. or whatever, whatever. The new Ford Broncos look dope as fuck. I would buy one of those. And if I have unlimited money, I would be like, all the bells and whistles, please. Also, that really obnoxious orange color. Oh, Yeah. And so, yeah, things like, yeah, business, like I would start a business if I, yeah, I would buy all the capital, a building for my salon rather than paying rent. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So like, what are some fun things that you would buy Hmm. for yourself? Because I mean, like, you know, you could go like, oh, I would fix the, you had unlimited money. I would fix the, this crisis over here, you know, whatever. Right. Yeah. So it has to be, you got to be selfish about it. Well, since we're just talking about right now, I think. The first thing that I would buy is I've decided that I want a pet snake. Yeah. And I would want to get, like, the biggest enclosure that I could fit in my house. Oh, yeah. With everything possible so that it has, like, the best little life possible. Yeah. Yeah. Almost like a, just be like, I'll build you a walk-in terrarium. I'll come visit you in your room. Right, yeah. snake room. Yeah. Yeah, I'll come in there. You can, you can stay there. You don't have to come out here where it's scary. (laughs) Just hang out. Yeah. Um, Dope. And I guess... I don't know. That's just what I've been thinking about as, like, my next project. So yeah. So if I had unlimited money, I'd probably do that. I'd probably get more tattoos. Ooh, yeah. I would probably travel to the tattoo artists that I want to be tattooed by. Yeah. And get a bunch of tattoos. Yeah. All around the world. All around the world, tattoo artists pay me. <laughs> Wait, no. That's wrong. Oh, um, I don't know what else. Yeah. I don't spend my money on a lot of stuff. That's true. I'd probably I... buy, like... 
some guitars. Some, some guitars. Yeah. Yeah. Tight. Probably buy a pink Fender Mustang bass. Mm. So I was looking at them earlier today. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I don't need this. I already have a Mustang bass. But it's not pink. But it's not pink. So. Although I did put a mirrored pink pick guard on my Mustang bass. Nice. Yeah. Anyway, what would you buy? I don't know. Um, I've always thought that like black Russian terriers dogs are cool. Yeah. But they're very expensive. Yeah. To get like purebred ones. So it'd be cool to get one of those on my, because I would have a house with a lot of land for it to run around in. So right. I'd get there, but I would get and like. so that Wendy doesn't have to hang out with it. For sure. <laughs> get one of those and then, you know, all the training, just make sure it got trained real good. Because yeah. they're like very smart, but very like energetic. Mm-hmm. So probably that. Uh, I was looking into LASIK eye surgery the other day, which nice. is two thousand to four thousand dollars an eyeball. Oh no, that's a lot. Yeah. So maybe that. Yeah. Tired of wearing glasses, crew. You're not tired of wearing glasses. You're tired no. of having to wear glasses. That's that is absolutely correct. Yeah. I'm tired of actually. I'm tired of having to wear contacts. Yeah. Not being able to see. I'm tired of not being able to see. There we go. Some people get to see for free. <laughs> I have to pay to see, and it's unjust. Yeah. So, yeah. That, maybe? Yeah. Um, Let's think really big. Unlimited mm, money? A baseball team? Nice. The Los Angeles Dodgers? There you go. That would be dope. I was going to say, we could commission a zoo to be built closer to us. Ooh, yeah. Or <laughs> we could combine something... our unlimited money. <laughs> <laughs> Two times infinity is, oh my god. <laughs> yeah, we could commission a zoo. That would be tight. We could... Oh, like something like City Museum in St. Louis, but closer oh. to us. So we don't have to drive six fucking hours. We could yes. combine the zoo and City Museum. Yeah. So that you could just crawl around. I would never leave. And look at the animals while you're in a tube and stuff. Yeah. Oh, you're just like crawling up through their enclosures and shit. Right. That would be tight. Yeah. So that's what we're doing. Okay. All right. Who's got the unlimited money? <laughs> so we just need a million patrons. Yes. And then I think we're good. Yeah. We'll, you, and you guys can come. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, new tier. Membership. $50 a month. And if we get a mil- roughly a million of those, then <laughs> included in in the... Yes. Is you can come for free. Come One hang time. Out. Once. Or yeah. it'll get too crowded. Sure, yeah. <laughs> you gotta schedule it. Yeah. Ooh, that'll be fun. <laughs> All right, why do you ask? Well... <laughs> now that we've gone down that... Yeah. And we're just disappointed with the rest of our lives... <laughs> Like, oh, man, I gotta go back to my tiny house. Because this week we're talking about blank check. Yeah. I, yeah, obviously. <laughs> I think yeah. it was pretty apparent. Yeah. Sometimes my questions are cryptid. This this time they were not. No. Um. Yeah. I've never seen this movie. Oh. But I know that it's about a 90s child mm-hmm. who finds a blank check. No. He doesn't Mm-mm. find it? Nope. But he found it. Nope. Oh. Is it? Is he given yep to him uh-huh. by whom i'll tell you great <laughs> and then he just buys a bunch of dumb shit i remember this movie pretty well the end is his name max no good i can't remember his name though i don't think it's max just seems like a max yeah type movie alex yeah. okay so you think i thought he found it so if i tell you what i thought the movie was about yeah, i me. thought that this kid found a blank check uh-huh. and then filled it out himself and then bought a bunch of dumb shit. 
I can't imagine what the conflict is. Who the person who wants their money back? Maybe. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Okay. So here's what happens. Okay. <laughs> so this kid. Okay, he's going. He's going to the bank. Uh-huh. I cannot remember why. Yeah. He probably has a Let's bunch of change or start something. Start my savings account. Yeah. Yeah. That he wants to go put in the bank. This guy backs over his bike. Oh no. And the guy's like in a really big hurry. Oh. And he like I think he like kind of hits the kid, but he like doesn't want to get in trouble. Yeah. So he is like gives him a check and signs his name and is like whatever the bike is worth, like just take it and then he drives away. Sure. So that's how he gets the check. Maybe he's not even at the bank yet. I think that just happens in a parking lot. Yeah, that would make sense. He's on his way to the bank. Or something. I don't know. Sure. But he takes the check. He has all of these grand ideas. You know, whatever. He takes it to the bank. And it has the guy's name and signature on it. And he takes it in and talks to, like... He fills it out for a million dollars. Yeah. I think he types it. Okay. So that's not, like, a child's handwriting. Sure. <laughs> um, And they send him to, like, the head of the bank. Uh-huh. Who is this, like, sweaty large man. Yeah, usually. And he walks in and he says, the man says, juice? And the kid is like, uh, no thank you. <laughs> and so they just keep talking. The guy is like, gives him the money mm-hmm. in cash. Ooh. And he leaves. And then this other guy who is not Sinbad, but is like a black comedian. Hmm. Whose name I don't know. Dougie Doug? No. <laughs> <laughs> But he's always, in my head, he's always wearing, like, button-up, like, brightly colored button-up shirts. So that's why I'm like, he's not Sinbad. Mm. But anyway, he comes in, meets with the head of the bank, and is like, I'm Juice. Where's the money? Oh, no. Because that guy that wrote the check had some, like, backdoor deal with the bank to get a million dollars. I don't remember the details. Huh. And then he's like, oh, I gave the money to the kid. And they're like, what kid? You know. Right. So he has this, like, bad rich man's money. Uh Uh-huh. What he does, he hires a limo driver. He buys a castle. Hell yeah. Um, Oh, yeah. Okay, I would do that. Yeah. it's Well, it's a house, but it looks like a castle. Yeah, but there's, like, literal castles for sale in, like, England and stuff. I would buy one of those. And he puts a water slide in it. (gasps) We should buy neighboring castles. gallons of ice cream. Sure. The way he buys the house is over the phone. Because obviously he's a kid. Mm-hmm. And they're like, what's your name? And he tells them it's Macintosh. Because he's using a Macintosh computer. Oh. Right. So the police, or the FBI or somebody, mm-hmm. IRS, I don't know, <laughs> Alphabet. NRA. The NRA. <laughs> are investigating this man that he got the money from. Okay. Somehow the trail leads to Macintosh because uh-huh. he has the money. Yeah. And so they send this agent to investigate and it's this really hot woman. Uh-huh. And the kid like falls for her. Sure. But he keeps like not answering her questions and being like, oh, that's my dad and he's not here. You know, just like trying yeah. to whatever. He makes really good friends with the limo driver mm-hmm. whose name I can't remember. Uh, But he always says, you know what you have? S-T-Y-L-E. Stop. <laughs> he says that to the limo driver or the limo driver says that to him? The limo driver says it to the kid. Yeah. Cute. But yeah, it's a big thing at sure. the end with like catching the bad guy and he has to go back to his normal life and he gets to kiss the 
detective, I'm pretty sure. Oh, how Even old though is she's he? like an adult. Yeah. And... Like a kiss on the cheek. Sure. Well, sure. But, but still. Still. Silly. Very silly. Okay. Yeah. Fun. Yeah, but that's pretty much the movie, I think. I'm sure there's stuff in the middle I'm forgetting of like goofy shit that he buys. Yeah. But and he has to lie to his family about where he is all the time. <laughs> right. Because he like owns a he's house. In a castle. <laughs> yeah. Going down a water slide. I'm going home. <laughs> My home. I'm going I moved out. Yeah. Definitely a movie that would not be plausible now. Right. Yeah, it's just buy a house over the phone. With no proof of With like no. who you are. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. If you have a million dollars. Yeah. I mean, a million dollars in the 90s. Yeah. We'll have to do some math <laughs> later. Yeah. Figure out how much how much these things are. Well, fun. Okay. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. It's fun. Because it's definitely one of those that I always like heard about, but I just never got around to watching. So mm-hmm. I never saw uh, Richie Rich. Yeah. I think I saw that once. Yeah. But I when people would bring it up, I would be like, no, but blank check. But blank check. is better. Mm, <laughs> blank check. But Macaulay it. But right. blank check. Yeah. They're both great. Yeah. They both look nice. They're both good movies. Cool. Well, let's uh, let's go check it out. All right. Let's do it. While you're grabbing your paydays. Yeah. Your hundred grand. Yeah. Your movie snacks. Yeah. Go ahead and check out our Patreon that you don't even have to have a blank check to afford. You don't. You can just go to patreon.com slash replay rewind podcast and sign up. Do that. And we'll be right back. Yeah. I was extremely uncomfortable. There is so much yike in this movie, y'all. And just got... Trigger warning, yike. Kept getting more uncomfortable. Yeah. It is way worse than I remembered. Yeah. And there are so many... This whole movie is a red flag. Yes. For something terrible is happening. This movie, I think the word gets thrown around a lot and maybe overused. But this movie is problematic. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. That's a good word. Yeah. That was a fucking problematic movie. (laughs) I'm using two words for this one. Yep. So let's get into it because it doesn't start out uncomfortable. No, but. But it gets there. It's weird. All right. Yep. After a bike accident, a young boy inadvertently gains possession of a check for $1 million and proceeds to spend it 
unaware that the gangsters to whom it belongs are in pursuit. Yeah, kind of. Sort of. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You get the gist. It is rated PG for language and some threatening situations, and Mm -hmm. it also contains tobacco depictions. Yeah, Quigley's just smoking a cigar. The whole time. For most of the movie. Even though he complains about being broke the whole time. Yeah. There are a lot of disparities. Um, So we open with a scene of an escaped convict, we assume, because he's Mm -hmm. wearing the orange jumpsuit. Right. Running through the rain down some railroad tracks. Classic. It's very suspenseful. Yes. Well, the credits roll. Mm Mm-hmm. While you're watching it, I'm sure you're like, wait, I thought this was, like, the kid's movie. Did I accidentally put in the wrong movie? (laughs) Yeah. Is this a fugitive? No, no. You got the right one. Yeah. We see a sign that he's 12 miles from his Hillsdale. Mm Mm-hmm. And he breaks into, like, a factory or something. Just, like, an empty warehouse. Yeah. Yeah. There's just a bunch of stuff around, Uh but he goes to, like, a grate in the floor, tries to pull it up, can't get it, has to get out a blowtorch yeah luckily i'm glad his stuff was all there he also left his welding tools nearby yeah yeah and gets a briefcase out of the floor Mm -hmm. it's filled with a bunch of money he kisses it smooching it he's like did you miss me baby because i missed you totally normal yeah thing to do that's what people do this is the point where i was like is there a theme to the kind of movies that i liked as a kid yes because so far i think the ones that I have been like, I loved this movie so much when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Liar, liar. Mm-hmm. Kindergarten cop. Yep. <laughs> Blank check. Full of crime. It's just, yeah, it's just like crime movies. Yeah. Weird. I know. And they're all they're all kind of like solving something, suspense mm-hmm. crime. Yeah. Movie. Yeah. Or the justice system. Yeah. Why am I like this? Anyway. I, don't know. I mean, it's what you like now, too. So. <sighs> I never grew up. So then we see a child. A very freckled child. Just full on in his face. Yes. He is talking about how he wants his own room. He we wants his room back. are going to talk about it later. Yeah. But yes, once I realized who else this child plays, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, that's why he is so familiar. Yeah? Yeah. Oh. I didn't reckon. I mean, he looks familiar. Yeah. But it was mostly his teeth. I was like, something oh. about his teeth. I was like, I feel like I've seen this interesting set of teeth on a child he before but is also 90 percent cowlick yes the entire front hairline is just up it's just straight up and i'm just like does he grow out of this like i don't know that he could ever have any other haircut because yeah. it is literally just straight buzz cut or what even what's buzz going cut, on it's on still head. gonna be up yeah just like i bet even short. if he grew his hair out it would be like whoop, like straight <laughs> up and then back down I mean, classic 90s bangs, though. Yeah, truly. So early. But, so he's practicing his little speech. He's practicing asking his dad to not let his brothers, Damien and Ralph, leave their stuff in his room. And he's practicing on his fish that he has named Alan. Yeah. Which is a great name for a fish. Sure. And then we see his brothers just coming into his room and bringing a bunch of stuff. And they're being, Mm -hmm. like, real dicks to him. And they're both, like, significantly bigger than him. Yeah. Yeah. Pushing him around... And they're like, we're going to set up our company, which is called Hand and Foot Incorporated, mm-hmm. in your room. Right. I We don't know what they do. We never learn what they do. I think they copyright secret handshakes. Oh, okay. Yeah, Hand and Foot. Yeah. They, like, they come up with them and hand then- Hand and Foot, Hand and Foot, Hand and Foot. Yeah. <laughs> they do their they little got. handshake, and yeah. then that's it. Yeah. Their business apparently needs computers. Right. Multiple. Yes. That they, for some reason, have to set up in, in- this small child's room in mm-hmm. Preston, we learn is his name. Yeah. Why? 
Do they not have a garage? Do they not have their own rooms? Do they not have a dining room table? Like, what? why do they have to be in Preston's room? I don't know. Tiny house, I guess. It's not. I know. <laughs> so, as they're setting up, they also find Preston's life savings in mm-hmm. a jar. And they just take it. Yeah. And there are no consequences. Yep. They're like, if you say anything, we'll kill you. Yeah. And he's like, oh, okay. So, dad comes in and Preston is like, okay, I'm ready. I'm going to give the speech. He starts the speech. Mm-hmm. His brow is so furrowed that it looks painful. <laughs> yeah. Can you sprain your forehead? I I think so. Just get it stuck that way? Yes. <laughs> and he is less confident yeah. while speaking to his father yeah. rather than the fish for some reason. No, that makes sense. And his dad's like, nope, your brothers need the space. Yeah. And we in this family reward industry. Right. Well, you're... He says, well, you're busy in here playing around. I'm like, he's like 10. Yeah. Like, he's a little boy. Let him be a little kid. Yeah. He was like, when I was your age, I had a job and I will. And Preston's like, got this little speech memorized. Yeah. He's like saying it along with him. He was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You. Nah, 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 nah. What is this? Capitalism? The motion picture? <laughs> Truly. Feels like. Yeah. You know, he's, he's like, your brothers are in here. Starting their own booming business, even though it's incredibly mysterious and we don't know what they do. Yeah, the loose definition of booming. Y- yeah. <laughs> but, and I mean, that's fine. I'm I'm all aboard. You know, these boys are trying to make money on their own. They're trying to start a business. Whatever, whatever. Yeah. Why? Why punish the little kid? Yeah. Why this? does it have to be in Preston's room? Yeah. I don't understand. Yeah, mom comes in and she's also on board. Yeah, she's bringing in speakers and she's like, Damien, honey, put this over. Like, yeah, everybody in this family is just like against Preston, I guess. I know. So they've got some software on the computer, but the only person who knows how to use it is Preston. Imagine that. And so their dad is like, oh, Preston will teach you how to use it. (sighs) Yeah. The dad says to his teenage boys. This software will teach you everything but how to make love to a woman. What? And mom says, hmm, now I know what to get your father for Christmas. What? 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 <laughs> Let's just set aside the fact that the computer in question is in their youngest child's room. God. What? Just quick. Anyway. Just a quick uh, pop in to just say, uh, what? What? What the fuck? so preston makes the computer say like it's got one of those uh programs that you can type stuff in and the computer will read it out loud yeah in creepy rocky horror picture show lips up yeah. in the corner just oh, lips yeah. very red a lot of teeth going damien and ralph sleep butt to face butt, butt to, to face. face butt to face <laughs> butt to face they get really mad they're like turn it off make it stop delete it undo one of them punches preston mm-hmm. and yeah Punches him in the arm. Be a man. Don't rub it. God. Shut the fuck up. I remember having a program like that. Uh, was it like Microsoft Sam? Yeah. That came with all of the old Windows computers. Mm-hmm. And uh, you could, you know, type stuff and it would repeat it back the same way. And I remember I used to like try and type so much and then go take a shower and like <laughs> come back and see if it was still talking. Yeah. Or I would be like, like type a bunch of stuff and then go eat dinner and try to come back and see if it was still talking. I yeah. don't know why I thought that was very entertaining. <laughs> Just talking to a room, reciting Shakespeare. Like I was probably monotone voice. The same age as this Preston character when I was doing that shit. That's that's yeah. what I was doing at this age. Sure. It's what well, yeah. Rather why than all you? the shit that he gets into. Oh well, that's fair. All right, but now, if you had had a million dollars, yeah. 
Now we're going to go to a birthday party. Yeah, they're, Preston, you're going to be late for Butch's birthday party. Which Preston is not jazzed about. No, Preston says, who wants to celebrate Butch's birth? I I don't know. Which leads me to the next question. Who names a baby Butch? (laughs) Hi, look, here's my little bundle of joy, Butch. I mean, it's probably not his name. Look at my little baby, isn't he so sweet? Butch. His name is Butch. That's Mm, too much. He probably, looking at this kid, he probably named himself that. That's fair. So Preston's dad drives him there and gives him a couple bucks. Yeah. He says, here, you can have fun all day on that. Mm-hmm. He gives him $6. Preston says, you don't get out much, do you? <sighs> no. So then we go to Funland. Fun, fun, fun for everyone. Is it? Fun, fun, fun for everyone. It's not fun for Preston. It just keeps saying that. Yeah. Yeah, so Butch shows up. He calls Preston Presto the Pesto. Very clever. Why? Yeah, why was Preston even invited? I don't know. He doesn't seem to... I mean, it, maybe it's one of those things where they're in the same class in school, and they're like, you have to invite you everyone invite in your everyone. class. Yeah. But Preston doesn't like Butch. Butch doesn't like Preston. Preston doesn't talk to any other children. He talks to one girl when she's like, are you going to get on this ride with us? And, and he's, he's like, like, maybe. Maybe. But he knows he doesn't have the money to do it. Yeah. Because... This is the most expensive theme park that I've ever heard of. Yeah, so they all go to, like, buy tokens, which is what you need to, like, do anything in this park. Yeah. Preston has $6, so he gets six tokens. Yeah, all the other kids are like, 50, please, 25. Like, even 25 is not going to get you very far. Yeah. Because we see that the roller coaster that they're all in line for is seven tokens to ride. Which means it costs $7 to get on a roller coaster in 1994? What? No. 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 That's Get out of this much. theme park. It's a ripoff. Yeah. Uh, it is bunk. You could go see like two movies for $6 in 1994. Yeah. Or buy three gallons of gas and get the fuck out of the shitty town. Truly. <laughs> so my question at this point is like, why hasn't Preston just run away? Because his whole know. family sucks and he doesn't have any friends. I know. Just hit the he, bricks, kid. Yeah. When he does get money, he's like, I'm going to buy a house right down the street from her family. Like, yeah. I would fucking leave. Well, I mean, he can't buy a car he can't well he could buy a bus ticket that's true so at dinner preston asks his parents if they're broke yeah his dad then complains about the cost of long distance calls yeah he's like well no i mean we gotta look you know watch our spending a little bit like 97 minute calls to your sister back east just like let the woman talk to her family but also (laughs) can you imagine paying for long distance calls no i just can't remember nope Glad I didn't have to deal with that. But Preston's like, listen, the only reason that I can think of that I don't have any money is because we must be flat broke because everybody else I know has money and I have none and it's not fair. And yep. his dad's basically like, well, I got to save money to make money because he's like, penny saved is penny earned. And Preston's like, what does that mean? And I also don't have any money to save. Yeah. You don't give me any money. Yeah. Like, and I'm 11. Yeah. Give me an allowance or something. I'm sure he would be. He's. It's not like he's lazy. I'm sure he'd be willing to do things around the house. So the brothers come in and are like, oh, we're going to the game. And their dad's like, oh, do you need any money? Yeah. What the fuck? And they're like, no, we have a bunch of change. Yeah. Because Cats they his pocket stole all of Preston's that he's, money. Yeah, the money that he stole from Preston. But again, you know, he's Preston's like, how am I supposed to make money? I don't have any money. And yeah. then he's like, well, brothers have jobs and they've learned how to save money. But then they say, we're going to the game. And he's like, oh, do you need some cash? I know. What? Why do they hate this kid? He seems know. like a good kid. So as his brothers are leaving, they call him a toad. Yeah. Which I'm just like, is this the go-to 90s insult? And I don't remember. Yeah. Because <laughs> it keeps coming up. Listen, later toads. 
<laughs> so his mom asks him what he wants for his birthday, and Preston says, money. Mm-hmm. So I can pay to have Damien and Ralph knocked off. Yep. Again, <laughs> I question. <laughs> Ralph? Look at my baby. His name is Ralph. Look at my little baby. I just gave birth to him. His name is Ralph. Oh my god. Ralph is learning how to crawl. It is so cute. He just rolls over on his little <sighs> tummy and then he... Ralph? Not cute, so, I'm sorry out there to all the adults who were once a baby named Ralph. It's un- it's uncomfortable to it's, even say. <laughs> it's uncomfortable. It's not It's not a baby name. So anyway. Preston, has gotten, Preston has gotten a birthday card from his grandma in the mail. Mm-hmm. He opens it. There's a blank check in it. His dad says, oh, it's a blank check. Blank check. Bing, 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 bing. We did it. Movie title. Preston's like, what a ripoff. It's a check for nothing. But his dad's like, no, 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 no. She just forgot to write the amount in. How much money did you get last year? Preston's like, $1,000. He's like, no, you got 10. He's like, but dad, what about inflation? Yeah, he goes to write 10 and then he's like, okay, 11. Call. Call your grandma and be like, how much money? Well, call your mom. I'm assuming it's the dad's mom. Yeah. How much money did you mean to give Preston for his birthday? Don't assume she only wanted to give him $11. What? So he, he goes upstairs to use the new computer mm-hmm. and use to calculate how long it will take his $11 to become a million dollars. Yes. And the answer is 342,506 years. Yeah. He's like, oh, I'll be dead by then. <laughs> yeah. It's true. And then... I mean, just more of it, you know, Preston's up there at his computer and his dad says, hey, lights out. And he goes, why? And he says, my house, my rules. And I'm just like, why are you the shittiest dad? You may as well have just yelled up the stairs because fuck you, buddy. Fuck you, Preston. Lights out. Fuck you. So we see that Preston has a birthday list going that he's typed up. Mm -hmm. Number one, Damien and Ralph knocked off. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Number two, my own house. That's fair. I think having a hit list would really get you in a lot of trouble these days. Well, you just don't print it out and take it to school. True. Uh, so then we see Preston on his bike. He rides by this very ugly house that looks like a castle. It's for sale. Will that come up later? Surely not. Ominous music. Now we're in a bank. bank. It's a very big bank. Yes. We see this guy. We see the president of the bank. Yes. Mr. Biederman uh-huh. sitting in his office talking to his friend Dave on the phone. Mm-hmm. He's like, Dave, apply for a loan. As much money as you want. Ask for twice that. Of course you're qualified. We're golf buddies. Yeah. And he does not realize that someone has cut the phone cord. No. And it's the man that we saw earlier. Oh. He's, he's wearing got a suit on now. A real suit instead yeah. of a jumpsuit. Sure. And his name is Carl Quigley. Mm-hmm. Yeah, bank president Mr. Biederman is not happy to see Carl Quigley. He is no. quite terrified, actually, because it turns out that Biederman testified against Quigley at his trial. Quigley says, that's funny. I don't remember you stuttering on the witness stand. You just sang like a bird, didn't ya? <laughs> Biederman says, well, I had no choice, Carl. I mean, lying in court? And Quigley says, you also pointed at me. That hurt. <laughs> well, yeah, you don't need to. <laughs> that, that man right there, the one over there. Quigley's like, all right, I got a problem. Before I went to jail, I put my little nest egg Mm. in a briefcase. I got a million dollars, but they're all consecutively marked and they'll come after me immediately. Right. So I want you to give me some new bills. Mm -hmm. And if you don't do it, I'm going to kill your whole family. Right. So Biederman's like, okay. Okay. You know, he resists for a little bit. He's like, that's money laundering. I don't do that anymore. So we get the impression that they have known each other at least before and that Biederman used to really be into money laundering or something like that and maybe he yeah. doesn't do it anymore i maybe don't know he got out of the game when quigley got caught yeah but he's like well i don't really have you know any choice so yeah of course yeah know, i'll do it quigley's like all right yeah tomorrow 
I will come in tomorrow. I will send someone. Mm-hmm. His name is Juice, which yep. you remembered. Yep. I'm sending Juice to pick up the money in exactly 24 hours at this bank, so you better have it ready. Or else. Biederman's like, okay. Right. Preston has arrived at the same bank. Yeah, with which, his check. Yes. And when I was remembering the movie, I was like, I think this all happens at the bank. Mm-hmm. And I was like, maybe not. No. But I was right. You were correct. It does. So he sees a flyer for this lady who works at the bank mm-hmm. and is immediately smitten. Oh, yeah. She's very pretty. There, When he walks in, this bank is huge, by the way. Yeah. But when he walks in, there is a giant, like, Atlas holding the world statue. And he looks up at it and says, I know how you feel. <laughs> <laughs> Do you? Like, I know. Preston. That your 11-year-old life is not ideal. It's but true. You, he has 11-year-old problems. Your but yeah, yeah. You're, yeah, you're right, buddy. So he goes up to the hot lady whose photo he has just seen mm-hmm. and asks if he can open an account. Yep. She is immediately flirting with him. Yeah. She's just like, oh, hey, yeah, you can totally open an account. How much money do you have? And he's like, I have this check for $11. And she's like, ooh, bummer. You need 200 at least. Mm-hmm. He's like, $200 is going to take me forever. I'm going to yeah. be 40 years old by then. Yeah. And she says, I think she says, he says it'll take like 100 years. Yeah. And she's like, well, come back and see me when you can open an account and hopefully it won't be 100 years from now. Mm-hmm. Her, Her name, name is, she's like, ask for me. My name is Shay Stanley. Which sounds like the fakest fake name I've ever heard. Yeah. I mean, I know that she's an actress and her name is not Shay Stanley. Right. But, but it's like, a fake name. Shay Stanley? Also, anyway, she has the worst haircut. It's so bad. It looks like a bad wig that they couldn't, like, properly tuck her hair into. I know, but then I looked at pictures of her later and I was like, nope, that's just her hair. Why is it like that on her neckline in the back? It's I don't just know. Like it's like they're trying lumpy. to do an undercut sort of thing. But then she also has these, like, bangs. Not bangs in the front, but, like, 90s bangs she really sort of, has where they, like, frame her face. Yeah. But they're, like, two separate chunks that come away from the rest of her face that are never quite in line with... It's bad. It's a bad haircut. It's a bad haircut. She's really pretty, but yeah. I don't know what's going on with her head. <laughs> anyway, so Carl is leaving the bank. Biederman chases him down and is like, oh, hey, by the way, here's this book of temporary checks. Um, He says, Carl, you can use these checks. They're temporary. And as he's walking away, he says, like our relationship. Yes. So he has a checkbook conveniently. Great. Yeah, I wonder if that'll come into play. While Preston is leaving the bank, Butch fucking runs up behind him and steals his check. Yeah, just snatches it right out of his hand. What a fucking asshole. What is Butch doing? Just riding around downtown. Being a dick. Being a dick. Preston chases him down while Quigley, delightedly, walks to his car. Oh yeah, he is so pleased with himself. In his, like, fancy-ass suit. Yeah. Walking to his (laughs) very expensive car. Gonna get my million dollars. Gonna get away with everything. So the two boys are riding their bikes in between the cars, but Preston falls behind Quigley's car, and his bike Mm -hmm. is crushed as Quigley backs up. He very nearly escapes getting crushed himself. Yeah. So he's, because he sees the car coming and, like, backs up, but... Yeah. Yeah, because Quigley's too busy looking at his rearview mirror and, like, smooching at himself. God, I know. (sighs) I thought I was the only one who did that. (laughs) You and Carl Quigley. Yes. So a crowd has gathered around because there's an emergency and that's what people do. Mm-hmm. And Butch tells Preston that he should ask for a thousand dollars. Yeah. And Quigley is about to run Preston off. Yeah. He's just like, get out of here, kid. I didn't run over your like bike. Whatever. Fuck you. It's not yeah. uh, you know a problem. But then a lady shows up and's like, what happened here? So Quigley's like, okay, Are how you much? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Butch suggests 
I think he's drunk. I think he was drinking vodka, which is very strange that he's like specific. So specific, about it. I know. So Quigley has no choice but to like address the situation. Yes. So he's like gets down on Preston's level and he's like, Okay, just tell me how much the bike costs and starts writing out a check for it and he yeah. signs it first. Yeah. And he's waiting for Preston to like give him a number, but then he sees the cops the cops and he's like oh shit i gotta get out of here so he just tears out the blank check with his signature on mm-hmm. it hands it to press and says your dad will know what to do with this i gotta get out of here yeah and drives away yep so he drives away as fast as he can Preston has to take his broken ass bike home oh, yeah, he has to push it all the way home and the next thing we see is him getting trouble him getting in trouble for nearly getting run over by a car yeah i don't like, understand what else Preston could have done in this Situation. Yeah, his parents are upset at him. They're like, oh, this is how you treat your things. You know, yeah. we give you this nice, this is how you treat your valuables. And Preston's like, it's not even that valuable. Valuable. It's a piece of shit bike. Yeah. And his and parents so his... are like, well, then I guess you won't get another one. Yeah, which I'm sorry. They were looking for the slimmest reason to not buy him a new bike because they don't care about this kid. No, like, and there's so many times when situations like this happen in movies and a lot of times it's like a misunderstanding like the parents think that the kid did something that they didn't sure or whatever but i get the impression from these parents that if they had been standing by and watching what happened they still would have blamed preston for it yeah they'd be like well maybe you shouldn't have been riding your bike through the parking lot and be like butch stole my check check. like well maybe you shouldn't it's always preston's fault like they just do not care it's rough he like was very nearly seriously injured or killed getting run over by a car and they're just like well you're grounded (laughs) like yeah it's awful yeah and he's like i don't want to i don't even want a new bike it's fine like i just want my room back yeah which is like very reasonable right he says i want my own room which again it's not a space problem because he has his own room and damien and ralph have their i don't know if they share a room or if they have their own rooms yeah but they at the very least have their own space and they some for some reason were allowed to take over his space for their business. Yeah. And he's just like, I just want my own room back. And then his dad says, well, you're grounded until further notice. Right. For asking such a reasonable thing. Yeah. And he's like, you know what I want for my birthday? I want my own house. My house. My rules. My money. Yeah. And that's when his dad's like, you're grounded. And then Your he goes. attitude. Blah, 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 blah. Like, what? What did I do wrong? And it's like, you're, you're a dick. Yeah. Fred. Yeah. His wife just goes, Fred. yeah she doesn't help either i thought my childhood was rough i got grounded for having my first kiss (laughs) grounded for six months six months yeah that's dumb i know but this poor kid got his room stolen his life savings stolen his 11 dollars stolen his bike run over and he got grounded yeah god damn yeah i was only ever grounded for uh my grades oh not doing well enough in school Hmm. i'm surprised yeah (laughs) were you being a rebel no. Are you too busy uh, smooching on somebody? No. <laughs> <laughs> nope. So then we see Preston in his room and he remembers he's got a check. Yeah. A and blank it's, check. It's blank. Yep. It's a blank check. So he pulls up his software that can do anything. Except teach you how to make love to a woman. And fills in the amount of the, the check. He starts with $200. Mm-hmm. And he's like, hmm. Hmm. Let's go bigger. Thousand dollars. Ooh, yeah. And he's like scrolling through all of the font options. Yeah, puts it in the chiller font. It's like ah, thousand dollars. Yeah. No. 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 A milli. Think bigger, Preston. Yeah. A milli. He types in a milli on that. No. It's in one million dollars. Yeah. He's like yes. He puts his name on the front, and he's mm-hmm. like no, 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 no. 
cash. Right. So he fills it out, cash, $1 million, prints it out. It looks good. Uh, it looks yeah. official. It getting is it, signed by Carl Quigley. I mean, that that is impressive, too, because getting all of that to line up in the right place is right. really hard. <laughs> yeah. And he only has one shot. Yeah, I know. But he nails it. Yep. He is so excited. He can do anything. He takes yep. his check to bed. He smooches it. What is with all the money kissing in this film? I don't know. He is excited. So Falls then. asleep with all the possibilities in front of him. Yes. So then he goes back to the bank. Yep. He's in line. He's feeling kind of nervous. There's a cop behind him. He's mm-hmm. looking around at the security footage. He's just like, oh, yeah. Cop's like, hey, cash in a big one. But then a teller offers offers to help him. Mm-hmm. And she's, she's very rude. Grumpy. She is grumpy, yeah. And she takes him to see the president of the bank. Yeah, because she's like, oh, what are you, a joke? Something that the president needs to be bothered with. Yeah. Okay. He's like, no, I just, I have this check. I would like to cash it. And she's like, well, then I guess we better go see the president. I mean, I feel like the president probably would be involved in any $1 million transaction. Like, Yeah, absolutely. But the fact that but she she's not just... like, oh, a million dollars. We need to see the president. She's like, you're a child with what I assume is a fake check. Let me take this to the president. Yeah. Unnecessary. It's just unreasonable. But we see it's nearly one o'clock. Yep. So Preston goes in. Uh, the teller hands the check to Biederman. Mm-hmm. And Biederman sees that the check is signed by Carl Quigley. Yep. And, and was... they're the checks that he just gave him yeah. the day before. And it's for a million dollars, which is the amount that Quigley is coming in for. Yep. So he looks at Mrs. Udowitz and he says, is there a line out there? And she's like, oh, yes, we're swamped. And he says, then what are you still doing standing here? She's just like, pim, 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 pim. <laughs> yeah. she leaves. She leaves angrily. Yep. So Biederman is, he's kind of unsure what to do here, but you know, he's like, ah, this is a child, but I had my instruct. It's nearly one o'clock. It's a yep. million dollars. But you know, all that. But it's a little kid. But he's like, you know what? So he does, he does try to feel it out. He says, juice? <laughs> Preston says, no, thanks. I'm not thirsty. I'm not thirsty. He's just like, ah. Biederman may be uncertain, but you know who's confident? Who's that? The fucking cameraman. <laughs> it's like, Zooms in Hello. on Biederman's mouth. Yes. Sweaty <laughs> upper lip. Oh, so while gross. he says, Juice. <laughs> and then on Preston's face. Yeah. No thanks. No, I'm thanks. not thirsty. But Preston is unflappable in the situation. Oh, I mean, yeah. He's a little nervous, but he's like, I just got to be cool. I just, you know, just answer the questions that are presented to me. Yep. Does not flinch. But Biederman, Biederman thinks it's funny. And yeah. honestly, it's a pretty smart move. It would have been kid. a smart move for him to do, yeah. Yeah. Send yeah. a kid to get your money. Who did, Who would suspect? Right. So he's like, he starts laughing. He sets the check on fire. Yep. Which leads Preston to believe that he's not going to get what he wants. He starts to walk away. Yep. But then Biederman looks at him and says, I suspect you want big bills. Actually, regular sized would be just fine. <laughs> Joker. Biederman's like, you know what? Fuck this. I'm just going to give this kid his money. Quigley will be out of my hair. Yep. Done with the situation. Yep. So he's like... <laughs> This is so good. All right, kid. Send in a kid. All right, here we go. Starts Put your packing his money. on the table. Yep. yep. Fills it up with Fills stacks it up of with cash. Dollars, which you cannot physically fit a million dollars into a backpack, but that's... No, especially not if they're all in tens. Fine. Which, yeah. They, they are. They are. Yeah. Whatever. But so, as this is happening, as he's getting his backpack all filled up, mm-hmm. we see Juice. Welcome to the food chain. <laughs> in his very loud Hawaiian shirt, which you, you called it. I was right. Yeah, you I was like... Correct. It, his face doesn't look like Sinbad, but he dresses like Sinbad. Yes. He's so loud all the time. Is, yeah, not inconspicuous. No. So he also goes up to Mrs. Udowitz and he says, hey, I got this check for a million dollars. I'm here to cash it. The name's Juice. 
Yes. And she's like, oh, for fuck's sake. All right. <laughs> let's go see Mr. Biederman. So she's like, "You actually, she just says, you're going to have to go see Mr. Biederman. Right. Points him in the direction of yeah, his and office. And he just goes. And he just goes. Takes time to look at every lady along the way. It's yeah. just like, oh, what's up? To the point that, like, he physically runs into Preston yeah. as Preston is leaving. Yeah. Because he is too busy womanizing to watch where he's going. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, there's a very tense moment where Juice is holding Preston's backpack full of a million dollars. The, the like, $1 million that he's there to get. That's true. Oh, he's just like, irony. oh, my God, just give it back to me. Oh, my God. But they talk for a little bit. He's like, you better watch out where you're going, little kid. Yeah. Little bitty and boy. Then, little, little bitty boy. I wish I could do, like, get that low. I'd have to smoke a lot more cigarettes, yeah. but I wish I could just get that low as Tomo could just be like, this little bitty boy. <laughs> but um, he gives him his backpack back. Yep. He runs out. He takes off. Yeah, he's yeah. like, ah, he's running down the street. And then Juice saunters his way into Biederman's office, says, hello, it's nice to meet you. My sir. name is Juice. Name's Juice. <laughs> I'm here on behalf of our mutual friend, one Mr. Quigley, perhaps you've heard of him? Biederman's, Biederman's like, like, yeah, no worries, dude. I've got it. The eagle has landed. The horse <laughs> is in the barn. Scratches his nose. The chicken is in the pot. Juice is confused. Yeah, he's like, I don't know anything about a chicken in a pot. I'm just here for a million dollars. Right, give me my money. What are you on about? Biederman reminds me of um, what's his name from Jurassic Park? Dennis Nedry. Yeah, yeah, very much that same, like, like nervous mm-hmm. and round. Yes, they look very similar. <laughs> he could be his dad. Yeah, yeah. the same. Yeah, same shape. Their face is very similar, and yeah, that, that nervous energy for sure. But Biederman is starting to figure out a little bit too late that Preston was not meant to have that money. And he's like, no, the kid with the backpack. And then he just runs out of the bank yelling, backpack! 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 <laughs> they try to stop him, but Preston is gone. It's too late. He fast. He's at home now. Yep. He made it all the way home. On the way home, he grabs the real, like, the real estate information sign mm-hmm. for that ugly-ass castle house. Yeah, he just grabs the whole thing. Because he doesn't have a phone to take a picture of the number, so he has to take the whole sign. Yeah. And we get a view from the inside of the house yeah. because Quigley is there trying to buy it from the seller. So there's Quigley and the realtor and the two homeowners. Mm-hmm. And the inside of the house is so fucking ugly. It is awful. I didn't think it was possible to be uglier on the inside than it was on the outside, but holy shit. It's just like raw stone. Yeah. I mean, it looks like a castle, but like it Cold could be... and empty and sad. Yeah. yeah it's... <sighs> it is ugly. It's all like brown stone it's terrible even gray would be better right but it's like this brown it's terrible anyway so quigley is there because he's trying to buy the house Mm -hmm. and he's offering lower than what they're asking for it yes he's only offering one hundred and fifty thousand dollars for an entire castle yeah and they're like no but i i guess nobody else wants to buy it because he's like look i'm your only option babes yeah he's like Smoking a cigar inside, he puts his feet up on the table, he yeah. kisses the realtor against her will. Yeah, he's being rude to this lovely old couple. It's just... But Preston is on the phone. Mm-hmm. He's called the realtor uh-huh. with his magical computer program. Uh-huh. So he's typing things in and the computer is saying it so that the realtor doesn't know that he's actually... A little bitty old. boy. Yeah. <laughs> so he offers 160 cash. Uh-huh. Which, how did he know where to start? Because, I, I mean, like, 160 price... is still really low. Yeah, the price wasn't on the sign. No. He just happened to pick one. Si- he doesn't know how much they're asking, how yeah, much and the house is worth. Yeah, at one point he says, okay, 180 plus closing costs. I'm like, yeah. 12, do you know about closing costs? Yeah, I mean, maybe he 
before he called, maybe he looked up on his software that teaches you literally everything you ever need to know. Yeah, except how to make love to a woman. Like, about buying a house? Maybe yeah. he did that real quick. But even still, 160 is a super low bar for this house. Yeah, so they Castle. get into a bidding war about it. Mm-hmm. And Preston's mom is yelling up the stairs to tell him that she's leaving and she'll be back. Yeah. And she accidentally says, actually, make that three. Right. Meaning three o'clock. But the realtor hears it and thinks that Preston is offering $300,000 now. Yeah, which is weird because it's like, it was this like computer voice that's been coming through the whole time. And then all of a sudden we've got this lady's voice in the background going, actually, make it three. And then never says anything else. And yeah. she's like... Wait, was that 3000 He could have very easily been like, no, 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 sorry, that was my wife or something. Yeah. But Quigley gets very upset because he's like, no, I'm not offering you, three. you know, I can't beat $3,000 for right. this ugly ass house. Like, I've been outbid. Oh, no. Which, I mean, he has a million dollars coming to him, so he very easily could, could have go above 300000 but whatever. Yeah. But he's smarter than Preston and doesn't want to spend that much money. That's true. Spend a third of his wealth on a house. Yeah, just buy a small ha- what does he need a fucking castle for he's supposed to be hiding from the cops i know anyway he's been outbid he gets very angry he looks at these old people and he says you probably won't even live long enough to enjoy the cash yeah and then like, like storms out holy shit but the realtor's like well congratulations sir you purchased a house can i ask you what your name is and he starts to type my name is preston waters yes but then he's like oh wait i can't do that i'm 12 Yes. So he looks at the computer, Uh labeled Macintosh, Mm -hmm. and he says, my name is Macintosh. Yes. And she says, congrats, Mr. Macintosh. And I'm like, this is not how fucking buying a house works. No. You have to sign papers. You have to prove that you have the money. You have to have your credit run. Uh You have to. There's so many things that go into buying a house that you you can't just do it over the phone. In 1994 with cash, you still have to do paperwork. Yep. Anyway. So, so Preston's stoked. He bought yep. a house. Woo! He's throwing his money around. I'm rich. Yelling, rolling around in it. Yep. Which Glad I- his brothers aren't around. I know, because they. Oh my god! Can you imagine? They sold his jar full of change. His gainfully employed brothers, whose fathers will just offer them cash at any moment, stole his jar of change. Can you imagine if they'd have walked in with him rolling around in a million dollars? No. Anyway, back at the bank, because this movie is only set at the bank or the waters residence yeah <laughs> uh quigley is learning what happened to his money mm-hmm. and juice is very helpfully explaining <laughs> you're not gonna believe this he gave all your money to a little old bitty boy a little old bitty boy <laughs> and quigley is pissed he says i worked hard to steal that money beaterman you gave it to some zit-faced little kid in which juice helpfully chimes in and goes actually i saw him his face was pretty smooth <laughs> <laughs> like thank you juice Yes, Biederman and Quigley are very upset, yelling at each other. Mm-hmm. Quigley's like, I only wrote one check and it was to you. Yeah, I gave it to Juice. Juice brought it to you. What do you mean you had a check with my signature on it? It it doesn't exist. Right, and then he kind of does like a retracing his steps of like, I came here, I talked to you, I left. Yeah, you gave me the checks, I, I got, got in my, my car. car. Oh, shit. And then he gets like weak in the knees and has to sit down he does but i can't really tell at this point if he remembers what happens or if he's just like so overwhelmed with the fact that no he he remembers writing it to that little boy he wrote that check okay because he's just like i i I gotta sit down yeah and he's so upset he can't even see (laughs) yeah because biederman's like it's okay we have cameras in the bank i've got a picture of him Mm -hmm. yeah here it is he's on the security footage he looks like this 
And Juice looks at the picture and says, I recognize him. I'd know him anywhere. Yeah. And Biederman says, oh, the picture is upside down. (laughs) I love Juice. He's my favorite character in this whole thing. This is a classic joke. Yeah. Of somebody looking at something, pretending they recognize it or can read it. And then someone else like flipping it over and being like, like, it was upside down. It's this side. But it works on me every time. It's funny. I think it's funny every time. It's a good one. Yeah. There's a reason why it's a classic joke. So Quigley's like, fine, find me this child dead or alive. I want my money. Or I'll kill your whole family. And I'm like, okay, why doesn't Biederman just alert the police to the fact that this escaped convict Mm. is in his office? I think that he is also doing shady shit already. Yeah. He must be. Yeah, because Shay Stanley is already there investigating him. Right. And he mentions earlier, like, I don't do money laundering anymore. Right. And I mean, the phone call at the beginning where he was like, Dave, I'll get you any loan that you want. We're golf buddies. So he's not on the up and up. Yeah, he doesn't want anybody looking at him too hard, I don't think. I guess, but he doesn't have to do it in in the capacity of the bank manager or the bank president. Yeah. He could just be like, hey, I heard you were looking for this dude, which no one is actually. Yes. But hey, I heard you were looking for this man. I just saw him in the bank. Right. You know, I was just there. Yeah. Cashing it. You don't have to say who you are or what you were doing there or you can make it up. But I saw him. Anonymously. Yeah. And he doesn't do that. He just goes along with all the shit that he's saying. I know. I guess he's scared, though. I guess so. I assume Quigley has friends. Even if he goes to jail, he could still send someone after him. Yeah. But again, for so that's another reason why just pretend like you're going along with it and then anonymously call the police and be like, hey, I can tell you, I just saw this man. Right. I just spotted him. Anyway. It does make me wonder if he's just going in and out of the front door. I guess. Like, don't people have to be looking for him? And yeah. And he's just wandering around. And he is like, he's not being quiet. Like, no. He's wearing flashy suits. He's driving a really expensive Jaguar. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Trying to buy mansions and shit. Yeah. I don't know. <sighs> I don't get it. Speaking of Shay Stanley. Yes. So now we learn that she actually works for the FBI. Yep. And it sounds like she's been tracking Quigley and his money laundering. And Even maybe though no one recognizes him later. Biederman? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. She's not doing a very good job. Anyway, back at the Waters home, Preston's parents are going out. The dad puts Damien and Ralph in charge, says, remember that he's supposed to be grounded. Yeah. You know who is grounded, so right. don't let him leave. I Never learn which one is Damien and which one is Ralph, and I don't fucking care. No, I don't either. One's taller, one's shorter, one's always wearing a bandana. I don't know. They mm-hmm. they have the same personality. Who yep. cares? Yeah, they suck. There's a song playing in the background in this part, and somebody <laughs> is just going ham on the xylophone. <laughs> He's like sneaking out of the upstairs bedroom, climbing down like a lattice or something, and yeah. the xylophone's just like sneaking out, being twelve, ding 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 ding, like okay, backpack full of money, yeah. It's great, great song. <laughs> All right, so Preston has hired a limo. Uh-huh. He's snuck out of his room. He's walked down to the limo. Mm-hmm. The driver sees him. Preston like puts his little mitts up on the <laughs> limo, and yeah. the driver says, "Hey, man, there's nobody famous in here. Yep, get your mitts off the car. Right, stop touching it. I'm waiting for a client here. He's like wiping off the part of the car door where Preston has touched it. He's yeah. like, I'm waiting for my client. And Preston says. Well, I'm your client. If you're my client, then I'm Madonna. Right. He says. <laughs> He's like, sorry, kid. Look, if you want to hire this car, you need buckaroos, buccarinis, some moolah, some dinero, some money, some frog skins. And then he hands him a bunch of money out of his backpack. Right. And Henry's like, much similar to the money you've given me. In fact, identical to the money you give me right now. I was just kidding about being Madonna. He's just immediately <laughs> like apologetic. Like, well, love, ra- right this way. I love the Juice character, but I also love Henry. Henry is really great. He's a good character. It. 
should have been Chris Farley. It could have been. But, but well, maybe not should have been. You're right. But it very easily could have been Chris yeah. Farley and he would have done a great job. Absolutely. But I also think he's meant to be a side character. And yeah. Chris Farley is so much more of a main character. Too much of, yeah. I mean, I know fair. he's he does play side characters in movies, but, mm-hmm. you know, I would have just been like, more, more Henry, please. Yeah. So he hops in. Preston hops in. Yeah. Literally. Hops. From the curb. Yep. Into the back seat. Henry's like, I didn't actually mean. Anyway, where to? And Preston says, well, Henry, pats his backpack. I want to buy some stuff. Yep. And they go to the stuff store. Yeah, Henry just goes, okie dokie, and takes off as though he knows what kind of stuff. What's, I guess there's probably only one, like, downtown know. center shopping mall. Mo- oh. It's a stuff buying montage. Yeah, we are buying some stuff. He goes Preston to- has put on sunglasses, so we know that he is cool now. Yes. He wants to buy some very 90s clothing. I mean, we've gone to what looks like an upscale, I don't know the brands, but yeah. upscale, very 90s Bill Blast clothing store. Pierre Cardin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and everyone's ignoring him. Yes. So he goes and recruits Henry. He's like, hey, they're all ignoring me. And Henry's like, yo, my man's got money. Yeah. And then they're all like, oh, shit. They start bringing him stuff, bringing him clothes to try on, mm-hmm. bringing him snacks, you know, just really catering to everything that he needs. He's buying... Too many articles of clothing. Yeah, wearing them all at once. <laughs> Electronics for his castle. Mm-hmm. Henry and Preston are <laughs> having a great time, though. They're, like, using the massage chairs that they get kicked out of, and then they're, like, shooting water guns inside the mall, and yeah. then riding bikes through all of the stores. Yeah, just Preston's just pointing at things that he wants, and yeah. people are behind, like, putting them in carts and stuff, and it's Henry's cute. just riding behind him. It's very cute. And then they're back in the limo, and Preston just yells, Ice cream! Turn around, Henry! Yeah. And he does an entire U-turn. <laughs> His limousine. He doesn't even look. He's just like, okay. Guess, yeah. Cranks the wheel. Yep. And they buy an entire fucking garbage can-sized bucket of ice cream. Yeah, it makes me physically ill to look at. Yeah. That's gonna melt. Yeah. And so, they have so much stuff now, it's just the limousine is just full of stuff. Yeah. Preston's sitting back there with his 30-gallon bucket of ice cream. Mm-hmm. Henry's like, all right, uh, where does all this money come from? Yeah, and Preston's like, oh, Macintosh. He just has it. He doesn't really get it from anywhere. Yeah, he just he just has it. Henry's like, yeah, okay, sure. Yeah, uh, all right, that happens. But why does he let you, a little old bitty boy, <laughs> spend all this money? <laughs> yeah, and Preston tries to explain that, like, oh, he didn't have a fun childhood, so... Mm-hmm. Now that he has money, he wants a child to have a good life. Yeah. Basically, he's like living vicariously through me. Uh-huh. It's a sugar daddy situation, It would Henry. be such a huge red flag for predatory behavior yeah. that an older man would be buying a little bitty old boy yeah. so much stuff. Yeah. And Henry's like, neat. Doesn't <laughs> press it. Okay. Okay, okay. Just pay- keep paying me and I'll keep driving this limousine around. And like, as long as I get paid, I guess. Uh, yeah. So as they're driving the limousine, Preston sees Shay Stanley running down the road. Yep. And he's like, stop, 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 stop. I know her. I want to say hi. Yeah. He pops out of the uh, sunroof. Mm-hmm. And I was like, hey. Mm-hmm. And she <laughs> screams. Yes. But she's then she's startled. like, oh, hey, it's you. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I know him. Hi. And she says, Preston, right? And Preston's like, yeah, you have a very good memory. And Henry's like, oh, good one, kid. Nice. Nice flirting skills. Yeah. Henry's listening in. <sighs> and... Preston's like, we can give you a ride. And she's like, oh, no, I need to run him out of shape. And Henry says, not from where I'm sitting. Ugh. Blech. Yike. So anyway, 
they're like, all right, well, it's, you know, good. He says, I think I've got about got that $200 now, or I think I'm ready to open my account. And she yeah. says, oh, you have the $200 already? And he's like, yeah, just about. Yeah. He's, Preston is a very good actor. I do appreciate that. He is. The, the kid that plays him is, does a really good job. Yeah. She's like, all right, great. Well, come see me soon. And he's like, oh, I will. And I'm like, stop. Stop it. Shay, stop. Yeah, stop flirting with a child. Stop flirting with, I don't care that he's in limousine. It's gonna, stop it. It's going to get worse, everyone. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> Buckle up. But so they drive off. Shay continues jogging a little ways down the road, runs up to a van, which is an FBI surveillance van. Yep. So I guess she was out running in order to do surveillance on him. I get they're like, where's Biederman? It's like, I yeah. don't know. He's not out here jogging. Right? <laughs> the what? guy in the van is like, he asks her, you know, who are you talking to? Or was that him? Was that Biederman? Yeah. And she says, no, it was this kid that I met at the bank earlier today. Yeah. He says he's working for some guy named Macintosh, which I'm like, first rule of trying to scam people, Preston, don't give people more information that they did not ask for. Exactly. Because she's like, oh, what are you doing? He's like, oh, I'm just out here buying things, working for this guy that I just started working for. His name's mm-hmm. Mr. Macintosh. I'm like, too much, too much, too much. Just answer the question that you've been asked. But anyway, she's like, yeah. oh, says he worked for some kid named Macintosh. And she's like, well, where's Biederman? She's like, I don't know. We'll find him. I'm like, out here running? You know where are you he near lives? his house? You know where he lives. What? Like, what are you doing? Is there a plan? I don't get it. Do you think he's like in the street laundering money? Yeah. <laughs> just offering to... I don't get it. I don't yeah. get it. I don't get their plan. This town seems both big and small. Yeah. Because there's all the big stores that they've been at all day. Right. And a limo company. Right. And a fucking... Castle. A castle. In it. And an amusement park. Yeah. Where they had Butch's party. But they just keep running into the same people everywhere they go. Yeah, Butch was outside of the bank for whatever reason. They As just happened to be... the only bank in town. Yeah, they just happened to be driving down the suburban street that Shay Stanley is, is running down. Surveilling. I don't get it. I don't either. Well, in any case, all of Preston's stuff has arrived. Yes. And it is like, we've got cases of Oreos... Oh, yeah. And Coke. Mm-hmm. And just all this food that a kid would love. Yeah, they're just like big tractor trailer sized delivery trucks. Yeah, all in the middle the of street. the street. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All and the way down the street to the point where they are blocking Preston's dad in at his driveway. Yes. He's, he's like, I got to go to work. Oh, uh-huh. I can't get out of my driveway. Yep. So he's like, hey, man, can you move your truck? And the guy like does the yeah flip off thing where you like. How do you describe this? So where you where you put your hand in your elbow and just put your whole fist up? Yeah, that like, he does that. I'm yeah. like, what? His dad goes, yeah, same to you, buddy. It's like, why is everyone so aggro right now? What? Yeah. So so he walks down the street to see what's happening. Yeah. He gets to this giant castle. Lo and behold, there's Preston directing all the people with a loudspeaker, a yeah. bullhorn. You know, he's like, okay, you guys go here. All right, I want you to the. And he's like, Preston, what is going on? And Preston says, oh. Uh, I just started this job. I started working for Mr. McIntosh, and he's moving in. Yeah. So I'm just coordinating the move-in. Uh, what's up, Dad? What can I help you with? He is not at all flustered. No, he handles this so well. Yeah, which I is great. And his dad's like, who the fuck is Mr. McIntosh? What are you talking about? He's like, oh, you don't you don't know? You never heard of him? Well, he's heard of you. He thinks you're real cool. Yeah. He thinks what you're doing is great. Yeah, and his dad's like, well, all the shit's in my way, so if you could just... Yeah. And Preston's like, all right. And he just yells. Hey, guys. Yeah. Make some room. Make a path. No. Okay, sorry. That kid gets, kid's got some pull. Yeah. And then everybody moves, and then his dad walks away, I guess. Yeah. And well, yeah, because he's, he's flattered his dad into, like, being flustered. Oh, Mr. Macintosh. 
Mr. McIntosh knows who I am and thinks what I'm doing is great. Never mind that no one knows who this man is. Yeah, what's to be impressed by if you don't know him? Well, I mean, look around you, my dude. He's got a whole truck full of Oreos getting delivered. He is clearly cool. All right, another montage. Because <laughs> why not? Why not? He's having fun with all the things that he bought. Yeah. And Henry is there. Yeah. And they're playing with the go-kart track. Yeah. And it's like a bungee flip thing. Mm-hmm. Arcade games. For like Mike Tyson's punch out or whatever. Yeah. Like punching each other. and Velcro wall. Yeah. Henry's having a great time. He is. They're both having a great time. It's very silly. I feel like filming this part of the movie must have been a lot of fun. Oh, so much fun. Yeah. But also, how this would have taken so long to set up. Yeah, I don't in know. In the yard. They make things like that. You know, like... Like the carnivals that they put in the mall parking lot, or yeah, there's a fully paved go kart track. Yeah, in the backyard together. You think so? Yeah, I don't know. There's just a lot of things. There's a water slide. Yeah, in the side of his house. True. In the side of a castle. But they only show it from one side and the other. Yeah. You know they don't. That's true. I'm just saying. The amount of stuff that got moved in, the amount of things yeah. that had to be assembled in the backyard, because yeah. we find out later that this only took six days, and I'm like, you did all of this? You contracted all of these people? Yes. Planned it for that day, I guess. Can yeah. you come right now? Got it done. These people would have been in each other's way. There's just a lot happening. Yeah. It's unrealistic. It is. It's fine. It's fine. It's a kid's movie. So then we see the realtor from earlier dropping off the money at the bank yes, that the- she got from preston from buying the house preston i guess yeah she's got a duffel bag full of cash yeah so she's giving it to shay mm-hmm. stanley mm-hmm. and she's checking it yeah she's shining a little uv light on it what do you know it's marked it just says fbi on it yep and the realtors are like oh yeah some guy named mackintosh just gave me all this cash just bought this castle outright she's like mackintosh huh interesting and i'm like how did how yeah. did preston buy this house he, he, he showed up with a backpack full of cash and, and was went, just like, I represent Mr. McIntosh? I guess, because that's what he does the rest of the movie. I mean, for when, some of those things, sure. When you have that much money, I think people are just like, okay. You still have to show your ID and sign paperwork to no, buy a house. Yeah. And it takes more than one day. No, I don't think that's true. <sighs> okay. So. <laughs> also, there's only one bank and one bank teller uh-huh. in this whole town. Excuse me. There are two bank tellers. We got Shay Stanley and we got Mrs. Udowitz. Oh, yes. The rude lady. But she's on break right now. So Quigley and Biederman are at the park at the same time. Uh-huh. Looking conspicuous as fuck. Yeah. I also think they look like the criminal version of Siskel and Ebert. Yes. <laughs> You've got... I mean, they just put them in some sweater vests and hand them some popcorn and they could be Siskel and Ebert for Halloween. Yeah. Easy Halloween costume. Thumbs up and thumbs down to this party. Biederman is not happy to be there. Uh-huh. And Quigley is like, how do you think I feel? My hard stolen million is gone. I know, but like, ca- calm down, dude. Like, not everything has to be about the fact that your money is gone. Okay. It is to him, I guess. <sighs> Whatever. I love that Quigley is always wearing a suit and Juice is always dressed like the front man for a ska band. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they do not go together. No, but for some reason, they're friends. Yes. Quigley says, hey. Juice, do you see the kid that we're looking for? And Juice is basically like, I don't know, man. All white kids look the same. It's he's like, there's a kid over there. There's a kid way back there. There's that, girl, there's that little girl. Which one do you want? <laughs> it's like, no, Ju- we're looking for a specific child. Some kid comes up and is like, hey, mister, do you know the way to the snack stand? And he pops his balloon with his cigar. cigar I know. Like, no. I'm like, well, that was unnecessary. We get it, dude. You're evil. Okay. Mm. Like, lay it on thick. Anyway. Still not trying to lay low. No. Back at Castle Macintosh, mm-hmm. Preston is still having the time of his life. Yep. 
playing giant screen video games. Yeah. While he's being fitted for new clothes. Yeah, they're just like putting little capes on him and stuff, measuring him. He's just standing there like not even paying attention. He is very quickly adapted to the don't look the help in the eye mentality of a man with a million dollars. And then Henry finds Butch wandering around in the property. And Preston just says to throw him out. Yep. I know that Preston didn't have any friends before. Right. And I understand not wanting to hang out with Butch. No, he's obnoxious. But damn, don't you want to share all that with anyone? Yeah, there are other kids in your class that you have presumably liked. They'll be your friend now. Yeah. Invite everyone else that was at Butch's party, just not Butch. Right. Pull a Sarah crew. Be nice and invite everyone except for Lavinia. Exactly. Or just one other kid. Right. You know? Anyway. Anyway, it's water slide time. Woo! And then he has a drink delivered to him from a tiny remote control boat, I guess. Yep. But guess who's here? Who is it? Shay Stanley. Oh, fantastic. I guess the security doesn't work. No. Or Henry, people just keep wandering in. Henry was just like, oh, it's the hot lady from the day before. We'll yeah. just let her in. It's fine. Sure. <sighs> anyway, Shay is there and she says, hey, I'm, I'm just here to see Mr. McIntosh. Is he busy is he around Woof. why is she there to see he mr mcintosh so booked up so busy meetings all day what does she need what is her business with mr mcintosh he has marked bills oh he paid for the house with marked bills okay but what does she say is her business with mr mcintosh she doesn't great she, she just, just says like, she wants hey, to meet him is he around yeah. i'd like to meet him okay and yeah then she Preston's says like no can do yeah and then she says oh i thought you were coming to the bank to open an account mm-hmm. and Preston Preston says uh i had to work and like kind of waves around <laughs> look at, at me the lady pool that he's sitting in Love she's like eyeballs wow. and responsibilities this is where you work not too shabby uh-huh he says that's comfortable yeah, yeah. make a living again an adult sees a small boy working for what everyone else presumes is a fully grown adult man mm-hmm. she goes jealous um i mean that's i don't even know i don't know what her what her deal oh, is oh my head hurts <sighs> <laughs> yeah that's fine um Anyway, Shay's like, well, do you still want to open an account? Because I brought an application with me. We could do it right now. We could fill it out. You could give me the $200. Yeah. And I could fill out that account because that's how, that's how you know, banks works. work. Yeah. Preston's like, yeah, sure. I'll go get some money. Yeah. And in th- this point, I mean, it's not related to the plot at all, but just the camera is behind Shay and all we get are her knees, like her legs from the knees down yeah. while Preston's in the pool. And I'm like, oh, great. Gratuitous, like shot of this hot lady's legs. Mm. Makes me uncomfortable. Yeah, so Preston runs off to get some money, and Shay is taking pictures of everything with the tiniest, most 90s camera. <laughs> and she just has to hope that yeah. those photos turn out. Goes in her tiny little pocket. Yeah. So he runs in the house, he gets it, he slides back to the pool via the water slide. Uh-huh. Here are my soggy bills, right. Shay. <laughs> oh, sorry, they're a little wet. Ugh. So she flirts with Preston some more. Great. Yep. And then she's like, okay, so is Mr. Pac- Macintosh busy tonight? And he's like, oh, yeah, truly. Meetings all day. I mean, all the time. Forever. But I'm not busy, so I can help. I I handle most of his finances anyway, so if you want to talk money, I can help you. Uh, You're 12. It's about, weird. Stop. What about 8 o'clock tonight? She's like, hey, that works. And he's like, great. I'll send the car around. Great. She, she says, it's a date. It's a date. So Preston goes on a date. Yeah, he's getting ready. Henry is helping him get dressed, and Henry says, you know what they call me downtown? The Babe Meister. <laughs> then he sticks out his tongue Think and about says, it. think about it. Think about it. <laughs> I'm like, who? What do you mean downtown? <laughs> <laughs> who? What? 
But Henry is being super supportive. He is, which is good, but also not good. Stop it, Henry. Yeah. Put a stop to this, but he doesn't. He's like, but the way that he talks him up is really cool because he's like, look, women love a buff dude. They like a man with a great body, which you have. Look at you. You're like a Greek god. Yeah. Don't punch anybody with those pythons. You'll get taken to jail or whatever. You'll knock them right out. Yeah, you're liable to kill them. We need to get you cut. He's like, so you you got the foundation. We just got to get you the physique, which is going to happen in uh, three hours. Preston, though, is listening so intently. I know. He's taking this so seriously. I know. He's drinking it all in. He's got a date. Because he's 12. With a 31-year-old lady. And then he says, all right, you're going to make sure you're cut. You're looking good. You're yeah. smelling good. Yeah. Then you take her to an all-you-can-eat buffet. Yeah. And you stick chicken wings in the Ziploc-lined pockets yep. of your suit. Yeah. Does the sign say, all-you-can-eat here? No. No. It does not. Look at me. I'm the babe meister. Think about it. Think about Boink. it. <laughs> you get home, you got a pocket full of wings. There's nothing more that impresses a woman. Perf. She'll fall in love with you. <laughs> it's a good plan. So what do we do to get ready? We have a bounce house boxing match. Oh. Yeah, that makes sense. I'm trying to get cut. Then they're on the, like, spinny gyroscope thing. Yeah. That's for balance. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Yeah, at this point I was like, I can picture... How Shay is going to be dressed for this date. Low yep. cut, red dress. I mean, it's the 90s, you know, like off the shoulder number with her hair all slicked back. And I'm getting stressed. I'm like, I can just see it. Yep. <sighs> and they move on to lawn bowling and plastic sumo suit wrestling. Yeah, which is so cute. This is what Preston should be doing. Right. Yeah, because he's 12. Yep. So then he's at dinner with his own family. Remember them? He's got like a family, like mom, dad, two brothers. Yeah, he's wearing a tiny suit and his brothers are like, why are you dressed like a game show host? I mean, to be fair, it's like a bright blue. It's <laughs> he, cute though. It is cute because he's 12. Yeah. But he looks like a game show host. His dad's like, you can't go out. You're grounded. Yeah. Also, he's eating dinner before his dinner date. Yeah. I guess he is a growing boy. Yeah. You got to eat every two hours or you'll die. And Preston's like, I know I'm grounded, but it's for my job. He says it and then he goes, dad, it's for my job. Yeah. <laughs> this it's tiny little Mr. McIntosh. Mr. McIntosh. And his dad's like, I don't care. Yep. You're grounded. So Preston says, oh, so much for Plan 442. And his dad's like, what do you know about Plan 442? And he's like, well, you know, I was just looking around and mentioned it to Mr. McIntosh and he's really interested in it. Thinks it's a good idea. Thinks you got some great uh, plans. He's really... uh i really like to take a look at it. Yeah, fact, I was going to show him your plans tonight, actually. Do you, have a, do you have a copy of it that maybe I could take with me? I didn't want to put you out or anything. He's like, oh, well, shit, I got one right here. Hang on. Let me, let go me get, get you a fresh copy. His wife's like, I'll get it for you, honey. Hang on. And then he says, do you want the car keys? Yeah, he goes, no, dad. Taps him on the shoulder. Still don't drive. And then he says, oh, I should meet this Macintosh. Maybe I should drive you. No, 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 no. no dad, he's got a date tonight. All right. This, this woman. All right. He's a little distracted. Yeah. So, so his dad's like, all right, I'll come by in the morning. Well, you know, maybe he's going to be up really late. You know how it is. Going on a date. Maybe we shouldn't, shouldn't bother him tomorrow either. And his dad says, lucky dog. What? And it takes him too long to say it. Yeah. And his mom looks at him and is like, ah. And then Preston puts on his sunglasses and he says, later toads. Later toads. I'm going to start leaving every room this way. Clearly it was cool in the 90s. Yeah. So then we go to a fancy restaurant. And you fucking called it. Guess what Shay's wearing? With the tiny red dress. <laughs> fucking tiny red dress off the shoulder. It does at least have like straps that also go up around her neck. It's like a halter top off the shoulder thing. So yeah. her titties aren't hanging out. Yeah. That is the only saving grace of this no, entire it's situation. Very short, and she's wearing two shorts. And yeah. Got heels. Makeup's all done. Her hair's 
still looks stupid as fuck. So they're on the weirdest date ever. They get their food for free. They're at a really fancy restaurant. Yeah, but he's like, oh, compliments of the chef for Mr. McIntosh. And I'm like, who? And it's just like steamed crayfish. Yeah. Which Preston is not about. Because he's looking at him and he's like, this food looks like lobster is only weenie. Yeah. And the face journey that Shay has after this, I still cannot interpret. She looks as though she's discovered something or realized something very important. And I don't know what it is. I was thinking that this might be when she realizes that Mr. McIntosh doesn't exist. I don't think but so. But I don't think that now. Like yeah. at the time when right. I was watching through it, I was like, oh, maybe she actually thinks that he doesn't exist. Like she puts it all together like really early on. Yeah. But I don't think that's true. No. Nope. I don't know what her face was doing either. No. I- my thought was like, is she just now realizing like, oh, this is a kit for all of his like airs, you know, and yeah. his like confidence and the way that he carries himself and like it, like he's oh, he is twelve, grossed out by these tiny little lobsters. Oh yeah, he's a child. But then the way that she carries herself the rest of the movie, no, I don't think it's that either. So no. I genuinely don't know what it is that she is realizing. And but then anyway, he gives her a necklace. Yeah. That is too much for a business dinner. It's too, he says, oh, it's just a little business gift. I think you can write it off. And he's like, but it's from Mr. McIntosh. Who is that? No one knows. I don't know. And she's like, no, it's too much. I can't accept it. And he's like, but Mr. McIntosh has a million dollars. Yeah. Which, not anymore, he doesn't. Not no. after all that shit that you spent. You bought a $300,000 castle. Yeah. And all the stuff that you put in it, you definitely don't have a million dollars anymore, buddy, but whatever. Yeah, because Shay says, you know, a million dollars doesn't buy all that much these days. Mm-hmm. And Preston says, do you think he should have asked for more? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, buddy. Probably. You're going to blow your cover. <laughs> Shay's So Shay's trying to figure out, who is Mr. McIntosh? What does he do? Is he an entrepreneur? And Preston says, no, he's American. Because he's 12. He's yeah. Not even, he's not even 12 yet. 11 years old. So he proceeds to ask her a lot of personal questions that he has written down on index cards because mm-hmm. he's pretending yes, that these questions are from Mr. McIntosh. Right. He's very curious about you. He'd like to know, are you married? What's the shortest guy you've ever dated? What about the youngest? And she's like, these are really personal questions. These questions are personal, Preston, and it's not at all obvious that you're trying to figure out if I will date you. Which, Preston, heads up, buddy, if she has a history of dating children, you should fucking run. He says... Mr. McIntosh is very interested in you. He's mm-hmm. never met anyone like you before. Yeah. Shay's like, he's never met me at all, which is the first smart thing that she said in this entire movie. Yeah. Because she hasn't. No. But Preston continues to just Cyrano de Bergerac his way through this date by being like, yes, but Mr. McIntosh thinks you're very interesting and very cool. And he's been thinking a lot about you recently. And then he leans way too far back in his seat and the tablecloth was tucked into his pants, I guess. <laughs> he, he grabs the tablecloth to try and not oh, okay. go flying backwards. Yes. And he brings the whole table backwards with him. Yep. Crayfish all over his face. And it freaks him out. Yeah. <laughs> he like throws one across the room. Yeah. <laughs> and then he just looks up and says... Do you like hamburgers? Yes. And she too intensely goes, I, I love, love hamburgers. hamburgers. <sighs> it's terrible. You guys can leave. You can leave at any point. You're not, you know, you're not beholden. <laughs> you don't have to stay here. We have to. We have to. It's I mean, our fake job. <laughs> we've committed. You're free to go at any time. I just wanted to remind you that you're not under arrest before it gets worse. Yeah. So then we see Quigley and company who are walking around at the Sharper Image. What even is that? It was just like a 90s store that sold mostly electronics and stuff like that. I don't oh, think like they a exist Circuit anymore. Oh, like Circuit City or something? Yeah. Okay. But they also sold like 
massage chairs and so it wasn't oh. just like tvs and stuff like it was just stone. basically any yeah anything that like plugged in i think they had um anything that plugged in. yeah you nice. could, but it was like not futuristic but just like gadgets that electronics that were meant to make your life easier or luxury or whatever stuff like radio that. check yeah but like yeah a bunch yeah i don't think they exist anymore but so they're out there asking this you know it's got this picture of Preston, and they're like, have you seen this kid? And the guy at the sharp room is like, no. And they, like, walk off, and quickly is like, this is a waste of time. That's the whole scene, though, which makes it feel like this is just product placement. Yeah, it I guess so. They're like, the sharper image! To be standing outside the sharper image and ask someone who works there outside the sharper image. Yeah, they're way far away from it. It's so they can get it in the shot. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't even think about that. So anyway. back to the date. Take two. We're at a hamburger place right now. This movie is brought to you by Coca-Cola. Yeah. Because <laughs> they're drinking giant Cokes. Product placement. Shay wants to know, what's so special about this burger place? Preston's like, uh, I'm not going to tell you. You got to wait. She's like, come on, tell me. He's like, okay, I'll show you. I'll show you right now. They have taken one bite each of their burgers well, and then they abandoned them. Technically, this is his third dinner. He didn't even eat the crayfish. No, I guess he didn't. He just threw him across the room. So <laughs> he says, all right. Come with me. I'll show you. They go over to this big square, and then there's like a fountain show, and they, well, they, (sighs) they like dance in the fountain together. He's like running around. He's like, okay, the water is over here, but it's not over there. Stay with me. We'll, I'll keep you dry. They run around. Scene. They're running around. There's cute music playing. Yeah, they're they're getting soaking wet. They're getting lost in the water. He, she's like, where are you? And he's like, take my hand. They're. She's the water keeps shooting her skirt up. She's holding him from behind. There, it's, it's a, it's a whole thing. This would be a really cute first date that I would love to go on. If some dude were like oh, come with me to this, like, burger place. It's outdoors, and then I'll take you. And then, I mean, you know, they both end up soaked at the end. But it's really cute that it they, like, cute. run through this fountain together, and they're dancing, and yeah. they're like, oh, my gosh, where are you? And it's just, like, it seems like such a nice time. Yes. Except that one of them is a fully grown FBI agent, and the other one is about to go into the fifth grade. Yeah. <sighs> okay, well, the fountain show is done now. Yeah, and everybody around them is And people clapping. are clapping I'm like, rather the than police. calling the police. They're on a date. That is not her son. Call someone. Okay. I am I can understand where maybe you think that this is a mother and a child or something like that, but they're on a fucking date. Oh, yeah. She is plenty old enough to be his mom. Yeah. By a bit. Oh, yeah. <sighs> anyway. All right, back. So then... Like, okay. So truly, I think when I was a kid and I watched this movie, I just thought that she was just trying to get close to Preston to get info on Macintosh. Right. So I didn't think that it was super weird. Right. As you know, when I was a kid, I was like, oh, she's just faking it so that she can find out more about this guy. But sure. now as an adult, I'm rewatching it. I'm like, he's already super friendly with her. Oh, yeah. She does not need to go to these lengths at all. Yeah. To gain she his walks trust. right into his backyard and is like, hey, is Mr. McIntosh around? And he's only shady because Mr. McIntosh doesn't exist. Right. If he existed, he'd be like, oh, yeah, I'll take you to his office right now. He likes her. He will let her do whatever. How far is she willing to go to get info on this guy? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, truly. I don't know. Like, what is she prepared to do? I don't want to know. I don't either. <sighs> anyway. anyway. But I'm trying to justify, like, why when I was a kid, I didn't think that it was that weird. Yeah. Because I was just like, oh, she's just faking it. Yeah. I guess. To trick him. Right. I don't know. No. Anyway. Well, you probably didn't have as, you know, you didn't have as much experience with, like, flirting and recognizing, like, flirty behavior. Yeah. It's just like, well, maybe she's just being nice or whatever. But, I mean, watching this as an adult, she is flirting. 
yeah. with this child. Yeah, I'm sure as a 10-year-old, I didn't recognize yeah. what flirting was. Right. And they were like, oh, she's just nice. Yeah. <gasps> so anyway, we see Quigley and company approaching, which they- they're somewhere near fountains. So you're like, oh, are they in the same spot? Mm-hmm. They're all wearing different clothes than they were when we saw them at the Sharper Image, which was a cutscene in between their two dates. Yeah. So I don't know what that why yeah because Preston and Trey are wearing the same thing yeah so it's clearly the same night they went home to change clothes they're like well we need that was sharper image outfits we need going to the park I don't know anyway Quigley is harassing Biederman for not finding any children but Biederman is like it's late man all the little boys and girls are in bed what do you want from me yeah he's just like I want my money Juice is just happy to be invited he's just happy to be there (laughs) but then Juice looks over he interrupts the two of them arguing he's like hold on hold on hold on hold on hold on hold on he says like 40 times yeah if y'all want a kid so bad there goes one right there. Yeah. Which, I'm like, Juice, do you remember why we're looking for a child? No. Or do you just think that Quigley and Biederman like children and want one? Yeah, that's even worse. It's worse. Um, You're a just lot. going along, helping them find any kid? Uh. He's just like, if you guys want a kid so bad, there go one right there. And they're like, no, 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 no Juice, we're looking for the specific kid a with specific the backpack trial. full of money. Anyway, it just so happens to be the specific kid with the backpack full of money. And Biederman recognizes him. That's the right kid. Goes, hey, that's the kid from the bank. Yep. Doesn't manage to recognize Shay Stanley, who works at the bank, and he probably sees her every day. Right. And she is a very specific look. Yeah. 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 Anyway, they're like, shit, that's him. They yep. go to chase after him. Yep. They Preston run away. sees them. He's like, I'll race you to the limo. Yeah. They take off running. Quigley and company chase off after them, get caught up in the fountain that they mm. ran immediately through. I guess if you've never been there before, you didn't know. That the fountain was going to come on. Yeah. 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 So this, Preston and Shay get away. This is when you noticed yeah. that Shay is wearing flat sneakers at this point. Well, she's wearing like chucks. Yeah. yeah. They're like dancing around in the fountain. I was like, she's going to break an ankle because the fountain is like holes in the ground that water yeah. shoots up out of yeah. that you can very easily like walk across. Yeah. It's not like they climbed into a fountain. Yes. So they're just like running around in it. I'm like, she's going to break an ankle. And then when they're standing there like being clapped at. Yeah. I was like, oh, no, she's wearing sneakers. And I'm like, uh-huh. she wore sneakers to that restaurant that they went to with the crayfish. Yeah. So I had to back it up. I guess they too were like. Karen Duffy is going to break an ankle if we make her dance in the yes. fountain. So they put sneakers on her, but then they forgot to put her back in her high heels for the end of the scene. She um actually always brings an extra pair of sneakers. Oh, well, just dates, in case just she in runs case through a fountain. You get into a fountain. Yeah. And I know that at no point did we see her have a bag. No. But she has a dog pocket. Sure. <laughs> of course. Where she keeps her shoes. <laughs> That's where she keeps them. I just thought maybe she was like, oh, f- first we were at Fancy Crayfish Restaurant, but mm. now we're at Burger Joint. I need my Burger Joint shoes. Right. I got them right here in my dog pocket. They're in my dog pocket. So they're in the limo. Oh, uh, yeah. This part is uncomfortable. Yeah. Shay says, I haven't had this much fun since I was a kid. Preston says, me neither. <laughs> Get it? He says, when can I see you again? <sighs> yeah. He's like scooting closer to her on the backseat of the limousine, which they can get right upon each other because it's the backseat of a limousine. Yep. And she does not say, no. you know, Preston, you're a kid. Yeah, I really adult. shouldn't be doing this. Yeah, you yeah. can't or whatever. see me again. Oh, you've taken this out of context. You know, whatever, whatever, whatever. Yeah. She says, well, you know, I need to spend more time with my job. And he's like, well, I'm having a party on Friday. Uh-huh. It's for Mac- Mr. McIntosh. Uh-huh. It's his birthday. Oh, great. Shay says, will Mr. McIntosh really be there? Yes. Preston's like, yeah. Yes. So she says, again, it's a date then. <laughs>
Stop saying that. Oh my god. And then she pulls up to her stop and yep. takes way too goddamn long to get out of the car. Oh yeah, they are looking at each other just like just that look of like I don't really want to leave, but like I got to go, oh. you know, like I work in the morning. I'm so sorry. We get like... one small grace in that she just shakes Preston's hand yes. instead of making it any weirder, but she just stares at him. Yep. Looking she... after the limo after it drives away. Yeah, it's very much that look of like don't be crazy, Shay. You can't fall for him. He's a coworker, or he's an escaped felon, or he's the mark that I'm looking for, or he's an 11 year old child. I'm gonna lose my fucking mind. I'm gonna lose my fucking mind. Also, as the camera pans away, we see that she's wearing her heels again. Yeah, smooth dog pocket. <laughs> she just put him right back in there. So Henry has been paying attention this whole time, of course, and he says, "Wow, it's such a coincidence that you and Mr. McIntosh have the same birthday." Yeah, which. Preston should really be like, look, dude, it's not actually Mr. McIntosh's birthday. It's just my birthday. Because Henry says, oh, I thought, thought your birthday was on Friday. And he's like, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's also, he's like, wow, so cool that they're right around the same time. Yeah. yeah. Preston should have just been like, it's just for me. I just want the hot FBI lady to come to my birthday party. Which so. is when Henry would step in and say, you know, this isn't healthy. She's an adult. Yeah, no. Henry would have been like, hell yeah, dude. Let me know what I can do. Because there are no boundaries in this movie. So Henry drops Preston off at Castle Macintosh and says goodbye about seven times. Tells him he has S-T-Y-L-E style. Which I also remembered. You did. He's just like, all right, bud, here we are. Have a good one. Yep. Hey, hey, Preston, have a good night. Good hey, night, Preston. Take it easy. Good night, Preston. All right, here you go, bud. Have a good one. Like, <laughs> what is so captivating about this child that no one wants to leave his presence? so we see back at home preston has pulled up his wish list document and has added a girlfriend mm-hmm. and biggest birthday party ever mm-hmm. yeah snuck yeah. back in his house girlfriend is a very healthy he didn't even type shay stanley on there no he just, just said girlfriend which yeah. is nice you know he'd be like oh it's fun to spend time with somebody who likes being in my company yes i would like to have a girlfriend that's fine but we know what he meant you know Seeing the list again at this point reminds me that his number one desire mm -hmm. was to have Ralph and Damien knocked off. Yeah. He has plenty of money now. He sure does. To do that. Yeah. And he doesn't ever do it. And you know what? If I rewrote this movie. Yeah. That would be the first thing he did. <laughs> and that would be what the cops were trying to figure out. Well, if only we did some sort of bonus segment where we recast and rewrote rewrite movies. Movies. If we did. I imagine we would put it on Patreon. I think so. So at breakfast the next day. Yeah. Yeah. The dad is just sitting there, eating his breakfast at an empty table, looks around, Takes looks him behind a long time. him, looks in the living room, yeah. leans back, and he goes, honey, it's Preston. Working for Macintosh. Huh. More time passes. He says, where's Damien and Ralph? Also working for Macintosh. Huh. Like... <laughs> This man is so out of touch with his own family. There are plates at the table yeah. that all have a half-eaten piece of toast on it, which, yeah. as everyone knows, is the universal sign for I am done with this meal. Yep. And it also implies that everyone was there at some point. Yeah. Maybe they were there before he was there. He, like, came to breakfast late and sat down and yeah. is like, oh, because she's, the mom is also not at the table. She is five rooms away. I think she's doing dishes. She is, but not those is dishes. So far away. It's just really far away. I don't know. They just, they show the shot of her, but yeah. like from his perspective, and I'm like, why is she so far away? It just goes to show me again that this house is huge and there's definitely like a fucking bonus room or a basement or something <laughs> where Damien and Ralph could put their stupid business that they have not mentioned once. 
nope. since setting it up. No. Nope. Anyway. Anyway, Dad's like, have you met Macintosh? Uh-huh. And she says, no, I thought you had. And he says, no, I thought you had. And she says, no, I thought you had. He says, no, I thought you had. And they go around and around for the movie ends. <laughs> Roll credits. But truly, like, the Met Castle is right up the street. Yeah. They know where Preston is. Yeah. Because he saw him there. Yeah. And we've seen him walking from their house to the castle because his driveway was blocked. They so could just walk up It's there. within walking distance. So, like, what the fuck? Stellar parenting. 90s classic parenting. Keep better ca- track of your kids. Back at Castle Macintosh, the brothers are working there now. <laughs> working there. I mean, they are doing more than Preston has ever done. Yeah. One brother, the one without the bandana, is operating a pitching machine yep, while well, Preston's trying to hit baseballs. Yeah. Bandana brother is polishing the go-kart. I guess hand and foot wasn't going so well. I guess not. Probably because it sounds like a communicable disease. <laughs> There's just not a lot of market for secret handshakes. You know, yeah. you really got to make them yourself or they're... The magic is gone. Preston hits Bandana Brother with uh, one of the balls, and mm-hmm. he gets mad. Yeah, he should. And Preston says, hey, man, get back to work. Mr. McIntosh is watching, mm-hmm. and he does not care about your head injury. Nope. <laughs> and then there's this shot of, like, neighbors complaining. Yeah. And it's just a couple people yeah. in the street right, going, hearing a noise coming from you in the garage. Like, what? They're just looking at the front of the house. There is nothing offensive about it. No, it is the quiet front of the house. They're not even making that much noise in the street. Yeah, I don't. I do not get it. And this goes nowhere. Comes up again. Yeah, yeah. Preston is playing a virtual reality driving game. Uh huh. And Henry says the party planner is here again. Again. I guess she's already been there. I guess. So whatever. Anyway, she calls him Piston. I know. At first, I thought she just had a really weird accent, but no, yeah. she just keeps saying. Piston. Oh, she just call- keeps calling him Piston, which is—it's not a that's name. It's not a name. Yeah. Why would you? It's not like his name was Mark and she accidentally called him Mike. His name is Preston. Yeah. Which is a name, and she calls him Piston, not a name. Yeah. Anyway, so she's like, "We're gonna make front page news with this party. We're gonna be on the front pages across the country. We are lucky, lucky, lucky." And I'm like, "Why?" It, yeah. It's a party for a man. Who no one knows. You know, it's not like he's been saying, oh, I, b- I work for Brad Pitt now. Yeah. He says, I just, work for Mr. McIntosh. And his house is just like a house. In a, like, I know it looks like a castle, but it's just a house in a neighborhood. Yeah. It's in the suburbs. Yeah. What? Why is she? Anyway, she's just trying to talk up the party, but the way that she does it is bizarre. But she starts asking a bunch of questions. What kind of food does Mr. McIntosh like? Uh, I don't know. Is there a guest list? Who are we inviting? Uh, I don't know. She's just like, okay, well, honey, I'm going to take some of this money for my down payment. Oh, you do have money. And she just reaches into his backpack and, and starts like taking out money. fucking thousand dollars. Yeah. She says this 10,000 will cover, you know, like the, the down deposit. payment. Yeah. And then I'll get the rest of it, you know, when we're done. Yeah. And, okay, bye. I got to go. Oh, I got to make so many things. I got blah, 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 blah. She walks out and he's like, hey, y- y- Yvonne, remember that it's Preston. Whatever. Who the fuck is this lady? I Fire don't her. Get a better party planner. Preston video chats with Henry, mm-hmm. uh, because I guess the house is set up for that. Yep. Does Henry work there? I guess he just kind of hangs out. He has like a shift. Preston's just like you're just on call for eight hours if I want to go anywhere somewhere or something should like that. Henry of all people be the most suspicious. Yeah, he is the one who should have met Macintosh. He's in the he's house, in the house all the time, every day. 
yeah, what meetings is Macintosh going to? I don't even hear noises coming from the up of stairs. Like, there is nothing no. going on in this house except for this little boy that I hang out with sometimes. Whatever. Anyway, Preston says, hey, you want to come down and play video games? And Henry's like, ah, oh, sorry, little dude. I have, like, adult friends to hang out with. I wish you'd have said something earlier, but I made plans for tonight. Yeah, and he's like, I'll take you to an age-appropriate friend's house if you like. Mm-hmm. And Preston's like, nah, I don't have any of those. Nope, I just <laughs> got you, my hot FBI girlfriend, my brothers who hate me, Butch who sucks, and my parents who don't care if I live or die. So I guess I'll just go to the park. And I'm like, you do remember that, like, bad guys are after you, right? Like, yeah, you should stay in your fortress. Yeah. Anyway, he goes to the park. Well, he bounces around his bouncy boxing ring for a little bit for some reason. That's true. And then he goes to the park. Yeah. He's like, no, this isn't fun. I'm lonely. Guess I'll go to the park. With a backpack full of money. You ain't got to take it with you, dude. You have a whole house. Lock the doors. Leave it in your fucking house. You didn't buy a safe and all that shit. Put that it in the bank. Has a safe. Put it in the bank. That so house is a dungeon. I yeah. Mean, come on. He rides his bike to the park. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which... So he did get a new bike. Mm-hmm. And he stares longingly after all the kids with normal friends and childhoods and no, no money. No. no <laughs> Regular allowances. Five bucks to their name. A simpler time. Quigley and company are, of course, cruising around parks. Yeah. They manage to find the one park. Again, small town. Small big town. They find the one park <laughs> that Preston happens to be at. Yes. Drew says, where did all these kids come from? <laughs> and Quigley's like, yeah, well, maybe if we make it through this, I'll explain it to you. God. <laughs> I love Drew so much. He's truly just along for the ride. Yes. I mean, he is getting paid because Quigley's like, if we don't find that kid and get his money, none of us are getting paid. Right. Yeah. Because but, I don't think right now that he's getting paid. No, because surely Quigley has spent any money that he does have on cigars and flashy suits. Yeah. So he can't be currently paying him. Nope. Uh, th- this is, I'm like, where? Where does Quigley, like, live right now? Where's he sleep at night? Did he buy a different castle? Does he... Where? How does he buy groceries? Because he doesn't have, like... Does he eat? I'm assuming even if he had a bank account, he can't take money out of it. No, because, because he's, he's supposed to be in jail. Supposed to be in jail. Yeah, so if there's any activity on his accounts, they'll know. Yeah. So he can't be taking that. He doesn't have this million dollars. No. I guess he's got the checkbook... That Biederman gave him. I guess. Is he just writing checks everywhere he goes? Maybe. <laughs> That's all I can think of. But he's signing them with his own name. And against what bank account is he? I get. I guess he's got Biederman in his pocket. He's like, yeah. just give me money. But I like, guess. I don't. But he get showed it. up to the bank with a car before he even met with Biederman. Yeah, I mean, he probably had that hidden in the floorboards of an empty warehouse. He just right. had to like you get know, the welding tools, pick it up. Yeah. Um, so they spot Preston mm-hmm. and drive after him. Yep. Through the park. Through the park. Yeah. And Juice is just like, is this a good idea? <laughs> yeah. Which I'm like, you're the one with at the wheel, man. Like, Have put your foot down and be yeah. like, I'm not driving through the park, Quigley. Quigley tries to grab Preston as they like drive up to him, mm-hmm. but he can't reach him. And he mm-hmm. says, your butt is mine, kid, which is a weird thing to say. It's a weird thing to say. I mean, I get it, you know, in a not rated pg movie somebody would be like your ass is mine i know but just the way that he's like your butt is mine it's he weird. makes sure it's awkward. to like censor it for children but it's still threatening him and <laughs> yeah. for some reason the word butt is way more specific it makes it weirder yeah. than like ass so he but he reaches out and he does manage to grab some money that's just sticking out of preston's backpack yep if you're gonna carry it around at least zip it up <laughs> So Preston yeah. rides his bike down some stairs, and Quigley's like, we have to go after him. Yeah. Juice, get out there. Run after him. Quigley says, we gotta follow him on foot. Go, go! And Juice says, what do you mean, follow him on foot? What do I look like, a bloodhound? A professional tracker or something? Yeah. And Quigley says, 
if we don't get that kid, nobody gets paid. Mm -hmm. So Juice replies, I want cash benefits, dental, everything. I really need insurance. They know. As he's running off. Yes. But also, again, so (laughs) this is where Quigley reminds Juice that if they don't catch Preston, nobody gets any money. So what was Juice doing before that point? Why is he there? I don't know. He doesn't have friends. He's bored. The intramural softball league wouldn't take him. Like, (laughs) what's he doing? Needs an excuse to wear his bowling shirts out. I guess. So anyway, he chases after Preston and he's looking for him. He goes, hey, kitty, 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 kitty. And then he sees him. He's like, oh, there you go. And just starts like, chasing after him. He's like, Preston oh, he is. drops his backpack. No, no. But he out jukes Juice. Mm-hmm. And Juice falls into the water. Oop. Broke his ugly ass necklace. Oh, what a shame. But he's back on his feet mm-hmm. and following. Yep. Quickly and Biederman are back in the car. They're just driving around the park for fun, I guess. Yeah. They And they somehow managed to not run over any children, dogs, picnics, the things that happen in parks, volleyball oh, yeah. games. They magically avoid everyone. They cut Preston off. Yes. And Quigley yells at Juice again to run after him. Right. But Juice needs a minute. Yeah. He is pouring sweat. Winded. So sweaty. Yeah. This is not part of the job description. Right. So Quigley's like, all right, get back in. So that we can chase after him. And he gets in the car and just throws up. Right. Because Quigley's like, don't... He's like, are you going to throw up? Don't throw up in my car. I just had it detailed with what money. And Juice is like, nah, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. good." Gets in the car, immediately throws up. I'm like, this scene was so unnecessary and gross. Why did you make me just watch this man throw up all over this car? Preston retrieves his backpack. Hooray. But a nosy man in the park has taken a bundle of money out of the backpack. Yeah, because he picks it up. He's like, oh, what's going on here? And Preston rides by on his bike, snatches it, goes, sorry, but the guy keeps this bundle of money. Those bundles are like 10K. I know. (sighs) So Quigley continues to chase after Preston on his bike through the park and threaten him, and no one notices. Like, this man that just made the 10K is like, oh, a backpack. How curious. But the fucking car driving through the park grabs no one's attention. Well, not my, uh... Not my business, I guess. Anyway, go along, dude. Your butt is mine! He says again. He says again. Preston rides up on the stage and Quigley follows. Mm -hmm. This part reminds me of that darn cat. Yeah. Yeah, there's just like a stage set up in the middle of the park. They're putting up like chairs and whatever you call those things that you put your sheet music on when you're Uh like in a band. Music stand. Music stand, thank you. I was in band. And... (sighs) So Preston, like, rides through them, quickly just drives right up on the stage. Yeah. People are diving out of the way. He's he crashing says, into- Sorry, ladies. I like rock and roll. Cars and- <sighs> Wait, that's the wrong movie. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Preston goes jumping off the end, manages to clear, like, three or four cars on Air his bicycle. Devil. Yeah. Quigley also drives off the end of the stage. Mm-hmm. Not quite so lucky- Drops right down onto the top of those cars and smashes them. Yeah, so, I mean, he's definitely going to go to jail now, right? He has to. I mean, that car is probably registered to him. Yeah. I would imagine. Otherwise, where did he get Unless he stole it from somebody. And he's driving around a stolen car. Yeah. But when he saw a police officer from 30 feet away at he the beginning of the movie, out. he had to run. Yeah. So my guess is it belongs to him. Yeah. Because he's very attached to it, too. He just got it detailed. You don't right. get a stolen car detailed. I mean, like, I might, I you guess. You try to keep a low profile. Yeah. You don't go driving it around like, hey, clean it up. Whatever. And so now there's no way that the three of them are going to get that car off of this pile of oh, smashed no, they're cars. Just gonna have to leave so they're it just going to have to leave it. Yeah. And so somebody's going to look at it and be like, oh, this is Carl Quigley's car. It's registered to him. Juice points at Preston getting away and says, now that's a display of fine driving right there. <laughs> and Biederman says, you know, Carl, it might be easier to just steal another million dollars. He is not wrong. Not wrong. 
the voice of reason. Yes. Anyway, cut to a suburban street anywhere. We see Butch. He's riding around. He sees a $20 bill in the street, yep. rolls up to it, goes, hello, Mr. Jackson. Manages to see that from however far away. Yes. Does not see the three very menacing looking men standing near it, who of course are Quigley and Co. Happening right after the bike chase? I guess. Because Juice changed clothes. Of course he did. He got all sweaty in the other one and threw up all over himself and he was in the park pond. So did he have a a shirt in the dog pocket? Yeah. (laughs) No, it is in the trunk of Quigley's car. I assume he's just living in the backseat of Quigley's car. I don't know. They manage to grab Butch when he tries to grab the money. Mm Mm-hmm. And <laughs> how did they track Butch down so easily? That's what it's I don't understand. It's red hair, I think. Oh, they spotted him from, he's the only redhead in Alamo or wherever the fuck they live. Yeah, Quigley says some threatening shit and Butch says, take a hike, butt brain. <laughs> Quigley's like, what? Got him. He says, oh, it's the world's youngest personal injury lawyer. Right. So they take him to the top of a very tall building. Yeah, and they are. Oh, is it the bank? <sighs> yeah, because it's the only building in town. Well, that would make sense. It's a very tall bank and. It would be one that they would very easily get to the roof of. Yeah, that's true. But anyway. They're, they're asking him about Preston. Mm-hmm. And they're threatening to throw him off the building, basically. Right. I mean, at first he's like, Quigley's like, look, I'm, I'm a nice guy. Yeah. You know, just I'm help reasonable. me out. And Butch says, oh, yeah? How nice are you going to be to me? In round numbers. And then he dangles him off the roof. Yeah. <laughs> and Butch sings like a bird. Yeah. And tells them his home tells them preston's home address yeah i'm surprised that butch knows preston's home address because they don't much seem to like each other yeah, they don't hang out. and it's like what, do you just memorize kids well, i don't know anyway back at castle mcintosh well shay has arrived oh, while the party's being set up great and she's like hey is mcintosh here and mm-hmm. preston's like he's not here but he'll be here tonight yeah I guess she just showed up hella early to try and catch him before all the festivities began, but I guess she's just like, oh, okay, sounds good, and she leaves, but not before she ruffles Preston's hair and tells him he's looking good. God. Damien and Ralph, his brothers, see all this happen mm-hmm. and congratulate Preston. Yeah. However, they call her a gold digger. Yep. They're like, she's just after Macintosh's money, my dude, which they are correct, just not in the way that they mean it. Yeah, and they make him feel bad. Yes. She doesn't want you. What does he say? She wants a man with money, not some little pick- pipsqueak kid with $11. And right. it's like, this is the first time that anyone in this movie has ever mentioned the fact that Shay is an adult and Preston is a kid, and they're only doing it to make him feel bad. They're yeah, not trying not to even, help him. Yeah. It's not like a, hey, this is a bad idea. You know, you guys aren't. No, it's just like, she doesn't want a kid with no money. That's the emphasis. Right. But anyway, it's party time now. Great. People are showing up. Yeah, they got presents. For a man they've never met. Yeah. Because he doesn't exist. Yep. But they're there. They're ready to go. Did you vote for the party? Send out invites to like important people and tell them that they just needed to be there and to bring a gift? I guess. Yeah. Just being like, this is going to be a big deal, so you should be here? Your chance to meet the elusive Mr. McIntosh? Like, who gives a shit? He has existed for six days. There are other rich people. There are people who have much more money than him. Yeah! Preston is watching it all happen from the top of his castle. Yeah, looking sad. He's changing clothes in his room. Yep. Dressed all snazzy. Yeah. Talking to Henry. Yeah. His little vest, he's wearing like a white tuxedo, but his vest and bow tie look like a comic book. Yeah, I think it is. It's like a comic book panel sort of. Yeah. The red and the yellow and black and yeah, it's it is cute. So Preston's asking Henry if he's 
if he knows any gold diggers or if he knows what a gold digger is. Yeah, and Henry's like, oh, yeah, of course, gold diggers are the worst. But you know what they say about gold. Preston says, he who has the gold makes the rules. Hmm. And this is when we realize that the entire plot is Preston's shitty dad's fault. Oh. Because all that he has learned from his father is that you have to have money to have friends or yep. fun. Yep. Or, or respect. Do anything. Respect. Get your own space. Yeah. Yeah. Henry says, no, 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 no. A fool and his gold are soon parted. Which and Preston's Preston like, doesn't understand. What does that mean? Henry says, well, what, is, what does anything mean? There's all kinds of weird phrases going around. More than one way to skin a cat. What does that mean? There's only one way to skin a cat. Also, who skins cats? Also, killing two birds with one stone? Who tries to kill? I've seen kids. They can't kill birds with one stone. What did it kill one bird? It's just like, it. the, the scene yeah. The scene feels very ad-libbed because like Preston's like kind of chuckling or whatever. Yeah. It but is then he finds like kind of sweet. Anyway, I think what it means is a fool and his gold are soon parted like he tries to explain it but it's like a pretty obvious obvious he's like i guess they like if you're uh, a fool and you have gold you're gonna lose it soon you're gonna lose it and that's when you find out who your real friends are when you don't have any gold anymore foreshadowy so preston starts wandering around the party asking if everyone is having a good time just kind of walks out goes hey we having a good time nobody answers him because he's a kid yeah because nobody knows that he's the the one Uh uh-huh the overheard conversation of there are some people who are there to meet Macintosh and mm-hmm. some people just there to pig out. I just want to pig out. Yeah, because there's an open bar and a bunch of food. Yep. Uh, Preston walks up to this lady who looks nothing like Shay. She has long hair. She's an adult brunette woman. Yeah. But her hair is way longer. Yeah. And he like taps her on the shoulder and she turns around and he's like, oh, sorry. Uh, never mind. Yeah, and walks off. She's not there because it turns out she's getting yelled at by her FBI partner. Uh-huh. Because he's like, if Mr. McIntosh isn't there, we're going to take Preston in. Yeah. And Shay's like, he says that he'll be there, so he'll be there. He'll be okay. there. Okay. Don't make I him believe leave him. until I tell you. Yeah. Which I'm like, you're just going on faith? Because she's got a crush. Yeah. Gross. So Preston is sad because the party's all wrong. He's looking at the like the spread and he's it's like from what I can tell, just like flatbread and then a pile of chopped bell peppers. Yeah. And maybe a weird mushroom. Yeah. It does I don't look whack. Understand why he didn't just say the party was for him and pick out all the stuff he wanted. Because he thought that Shay wouldn't come if it were for him. Why but would Shay come to a like, little kid's party? I'm having my birthday. Why would Shay go on a date with a little kid? Oh, true. Wow. He could just be like, I'm having my party. At Macintosh's house. He'll, he'll be, be there. there. Yeah. He's let me have... Because his house is so cool. And I work there. <laughs> right. I No, I agree. But he's like, man, there's no pizza. There's no ice cream. This is so stupid. You can tell that things are starting to get away from him. Yeah. And he's feeling a little in over his head. He's at a party for an adult who doesn't exist, full of adults that he doesn't know. Yeah. And it's boring. The one person that he wanted to be there is not there. It's his birthday. I know. The food is all wrong. He's, I mean, he's just really not having a good time. Henry teases him a bit. Yeah. And then he runs off. Right. And he runs into Yvonne. It makes Preston so sad. He's like, people are looking at you. Like, you know, people are going to make fun of us. And he's yeah. like, dude, lighten up. Like, it's good. Yeah, who gives a shit? He's just under so much stress. I know. It makes me sad. But yeah, so he, he runs into like, Yvonne. He feels like Atlas. <laughs> yes. He's got the world on his shoulders. He does. Yeah, Yvonne uh, interrupts the middle of the party to give him the bill, basically. Yeah. She's like, where's Mr. McIntosh? I want to give him the bill. I like to give my clients their bill directly in case they have any questions or a heart attack. And he's just like, oh, I'll give it to him and I'll bring you your money. Don't worry about it. Give me the bill. She's like, okay, yeah. whatever. Take it. Here you go. 
And then Preston's like, okay, I'll go get the money right now. It's $100,000. Yep. So we see him go up to the office, put the party cost into his budget app. Mm -hmm. But it turns out that he only has $300 left. Yep. Insufficient funds. Insufficient funds. I'm impressed Insufficient that he funds. Like, was, was keeping track of what he was spending, because that's more than I fucking do, so. <laughs> Honestly. Yeah. But he also wasn't keeping that good of track. I just don't think he expected, well, yeah, and I don't think he expected the party to cost that much. No, but. But did he not feel the than... backpack getting lighter? Yeah, because he reaches into the backpack and there's like, like 60 bucks in there. Yeah. He's like, oh no, what do I do? Yeah, so he is having a hard time. He's sitting in the office. He's upset. He's run out of money. And his dad comes into the office, but he has the chair turned around. Mm -hmm. And I guess his dad just assumes that Mr. McIntosh was sitting in the chair? Well, I mean, the desk does say Mr. McIntosh on it. Right. So. And the chair is, like, moving slightly. So, yeah, I guess he he thinks there's somebody sitting there. It's a very big chair. Yeah, but he's like, Mr. McIntosh? And, I mean, there's, like, yeah, there's stuff blinking up on the screen, which his dad should look up in that moment and be like, oh, shit, McIntosh, I got no money. But what he says is, hey, I'm Preston's dad. And, you know, we were just really hoping, because it's his birthday, if, I know he's got a job here, but if maybe you could send him home a little bit early, he seems like he's working really hard. Yeah. And, you know, it, we would just like to see him. Yeah. Also, uh, I'm just gonna fucking monologue to you a little bit and let go of all my feelings right now to the back of this chair to a stranger yeah. that I've never met who has employed my child for some reason. Yeah. And say, you know, I feel like I've pushed him. And I've been too hard on him, and I've made that money really important to him, and it's oh, the only no thing shit. he cares about. Yeah. <laughs> you think? And uh, I'm worried that he's missing out on his childhood, and so am I. God, this is so ham-fisted. <sighs> it is. Yeah. He's like, anyway, hopefully uh, hopefully you can send him home, you know, if if he wants to come home. And it makes Preston cry, and Preston sits there for a second, and then yeah. he's like, I do want to go home, which... Almost made me cry. God. I won't lie. It's the... We'll get to it in just a second. I know. Um, He's like, I do want to come home. So he jumps up and he's like, Dad, he's chasing after his dad. But his dad is quick. He's so fast. He gone. Yeah. I mean, his car is fucking valet parked. How did he get it back so fast? Maybe uh, they hadn't yeah. had time to park it because... Maybe he just walked down there. There's no parking lot. From his house. Because it's a street. It's yeah. a house on a street. Yeah. Anyway... It, it's the he goes running off down the street and he's like daddy daddy and it's just that whole like don't leave me yeah. thing that really gets me it didn't make me cry but it almost did and then he walks up to a limo driver and is like oh where's henry mm-hmm. and he's like oh henry left yeah he's gone man the guy in the white limo he left yeah and, and preston says guess i know who my real friends are yeah but i thought they lived like right down the street they so like do even if his he's like running after his dad like he's never gonna see him again yeah go home just walk home. Anyway. Maybe his dad took off in the wrong direction of their house. Oh, I don't know. Because his dad drives back up later. Yeah. So maybe he didn't head home because they're oh. not at home. Yeah. We find very shortly. Right. So maybe he went off in the wrong direction and he was like, well, even if I go home, there's nobody there. But, but he he's also still could go home. Off, did he? Yeah, because he runs oh. off down the street after him. He okay. sees his taillights and stuff. So that's my guess. So Shay has arrived. Great. And she heads straight to the office yeah because he's sitting up there crying yeah and she sees preston and he's like who are you here to see and she's like you he's like oh thank god because i've been thinking about you and i want it and, and she, says, she says and also mr mcintosh yep and in that moment he's like my brothers were right you're a fucking gold digger take your necklace and go which she's wearing the necklace that he gave her on their date 
Yeah, she like leans down towards him, uh-huh. all titties and necklace. <laughs> all titties and yep. necklace. Yeah. So, anyway, I guess she leaves. Because she's like, Preston, I think you're in super big danger here. Like, you have to yeah. listen to me. And yeah, he's just I like, need to find Macintosh. Stay away from me. Macintosh is gone. You should also go. Don't yeah. ever talk to me again. And he runs off. And she's just like, okay. And, and then, then I she leaves. Yes, she leaves. And not that I'm one to talk, mm-hmm. but she really is not great at walking in heels. No. And then she tries to run. Yeah. She gets outside the party and her partner is just gone. Uh-huh. And then she panicked. Yeah. Panicked runs down the street yeah she says his name like three times yeah i don't remember what his name is but she's just like hello 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 and i'm like who are you yelling at <laughs> it's loud out there oh, it's dumb he's yeah. just his van just got valet parked girl it's no big deal I'll just talk to one of these goobers in the vest they'll get afraid <laughs> goobers <laughs> got him toads <laughs> <laughs> one of these toads anyway like but really where has everyone gone i don't know was there a sale <laughs> <laughs> the sharper image yeah, yeah henry and going the out of fbi business. agent and yeah preston's dad <laughs> all went yeah to get a good there's deal. something way cooler happening than macintosh's lame-ass party <sighs> so quigley and co have smashed into preston's very dark house yeah they like kick the door in yeah why with butch in tow i don't know where is the family i don't know they're not home it's preston's birthday what time is it and why is it foggy <laughs> i don't know there's so many questions <laughs> And then Butch is like, well, he does work. And they re- they knock the door down. They don't look in the house at all. They no. just knock the door down. They're like, where are they? And they're like, Butch it's quiet. Like, oh, I don't know. Maybe yeah. down the street at Macintosh's birthday party. Yeah. Before they leave, Juice looks around and goes, <laughs> I love what they've done with the color in this place. And I'm like, what? Have you been here before? What? <sighs> it's dark. What? I have to. I have to believe that all of Tone Loke's lines are just ad-lib yeah. and he was just saying whatever he felt was right in the moment because he's just saying the goofiest shit through this whole movie yeah i don't think he's acting i think that's just him <laughs> i think so so yvonne at the party chases preston down uh-huh calls him a puppy butt yeah and also tom thumb yep and she's like i'm gonna sue mr mcintosh if he doesn't pay this bill and yeah. preston's like well he's disappeared so yeah if you find him let me know yeah i go ahead and sue him which i think preston should just be like listen i'm just a little kid you, yeah. re- you realize that, right? Like, I'm just a little kid. I just work for this man. In fact, he just fired me. I was about to go home because he said, you yeah. know what? You're bad at party planning or yeah. you hired a stupid party planner or something. Yeah, this party's terrible. Yeah, something. Be like, yeah. oh, I just got fired. But, I mean, that's his house. You're welcome to go look for his money and then take off. And Yvonne's not going to know where he lives. No, he doesn't even know his real name. Yeah. He, she doesn't even know his real name. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, just like you've you've talked your way out of so many situations up until this point Preston. why are you giving up now he's just sad i guess he doesn't yeah. have any friends his uh, doesn't have any money his money's run out an yeah. old girlfriend is a gold digger <laughs> it's true. not only a predator but also a gold digger yeah it's a lot to deal with but so yvonne's like you know what this party is over she goes over to the stage she takes the microphone she's like our host is a fraud and can't pay his bills everybody leave the party is canceled yeah and then Preston gets up on stage and is like yeah actually he left and you all should leave too so this is not how party planning works absolutely not. like you get your down payment yep and then you send a bill later you don't yep. get it in the middle of the party Usually, that's why you get a down payment party like, planners some sort of don't even attend the party i mean she also seems to be like the caterer which i know that like caterers are there yeah to like my mom like worked for a party planning like, yeah and i mean she was always there you know she was attendant making sure everything's going smoothly right but if you she was hired by a party planner right yeah like 
Uh, my older brother dated a woman who her job was party planning yeah and they she planned parties for people in new york city and they lived in arizona oh wow yeah she didn't have to be there yeah she could do it from anywhere i think my mom's whole thing was they like planned it and also catered it and they were like there but it was just like her and like a couple other people so i mean it wasn't like you know a huge thing so i mean it's not unheard of that she would be there it's definitely unheard of that she would ask for the money yeah right away and then shut down the party Mid-party. when she doesn't get it like yeah just because you're not getting it right now doesn't mean that like you won't yeah and there are like legal actions that you could take you yeah. know i'm sure there's probably and a contract spent the money right yeah so what does keeping the party going change it, right nothing it's just bizarre it's just dramatic um but so she's like everybody leave they take their presents back which at this point <laughs> they somebody picks one up and it's like three-fourths of the way wrapped which yeah just cracks me up they all look very light also Oh, yeah, but definitely just boxes and wrapping and she, paper. And she tries to grab a glass out of someone's hand because she's, like, walking out of the party with one of the glasses. And yeah. the woman's like, Yvonne is like, give me that. And the woman just reaches over and takes her wig off. Yeah, which is like, what? Like, Yvonne is not, why are they being so mean all of a sudden to this woman that they don't know? Because well, she's saying Yvonne the party's trying over. to rip a glass out of her hand, I guess. I, how did she know that? I don't get I, I don't That either. scene is just like, I think it's just kind of like haha she's wearing fake hair which is like what that's it's nothing to do with anything that's stupid, happened yeah it's very stupid so the saddest music starts playing and and all the lights are being like shut off one yeah. by one and preston's left alone in his big empty house with all, all of his stuff. stuff and he's so sad he's just sitting there it's quiet and dark yeah. in a drafty ass castle but then there's a knock at the door and he's like it's henry i knew you would come back but it's not. It ain't Henry. It's Quigley. Yeah. He says, happy birthday. I'm here to blow out your candles. <sighs> yeah. And then he just breaks the key in the door. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And then he, uh, they're like in the big like entertainment room where all the screens are and stuff. Mm-hmm. And he picks up one of the remote controls and asks Preston how you use it. And Preston's like, will you like turn the knob? The... Yeah. And Quigley throws it on the ground and smashes it. Yeah. To which Juice says... <laughs> Man, there's a lot of nice stuff in this house. You really shouldn't let him in here. He might break it. God. It's just like, what? why is Juice threatening this little boy? Juice oh. is just down to do anything. He don't care. Yeah. Quickly ask Preston where Macintosh is. Mm-hmm. And Preston comes clean. Yep. He's, he's like, he's not no real. Macintosh. It was me the whole time. It was just me. Quickly's like, that's bullshit. Yeah. Who bought this house? He's like, me. I you did. outbid me? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And Juice is like, you got outbid by a little bitty boy. <laughs> It makes me so happy every time he says it. And Quigley says, be a fly on the wall, will you, Juice? <laughs> She's like, okay. So Quigley, I- I'll give him one second of respect. He's like, listen, kid, I just want my money. I'll leave you alone. Yeah. I just want it back. Where is it? Yeah, I don't think that's unreasonable. It's not. No. He is correct. It is technically his money. Let's put aside for a second how yeah. he got it. Right. It's his money. Yeah. And Preston had no right to take it. Yeah. Quigley says, I just want it back. But also, look around you, my dude. It is very obvious. Look, I mean, you know he bought the house with it. You can probably put together that he also bought all of the things in it. Yep. And Preston says, it's gone. I yep. spent it. I have $300 spent left. It. Yep. And, and he, this is what Kluka says. You spent all of it in six days. Which I'm like. a million dollars in six days. I could spend a million dollars in a day. I could spend a million dollars in six hours, man. Just give me a million dollars. And yeah. then leave me an internet connection and then leave me the fuck alone. Preston says, you really haven't been shopping lately, have you? <laughs> No, he's been in jail where he should currently still be because he escaped from jail and no one is doing no anything cares. about it. So Biederman says, listen, 
you know what? Maybe this is a good thing. This you is wanted a, great a new identity? Why not just become Macintosh? He's well respected. He already owns a house. Yeah, it's paid for. Yeah, just take this identity you that could, the kid made. You could just be Mr. Macintosh. You could be Mayor Quigley. No, Mayor Macintosh. Ooh. Who wants to be the mayor? Who? It's such a high profile thing. Yeah. <laughs> he escaped from jail. Anyway, while they're having this discussion, Preston takes off running. Yep. I assumed for the door, but no, he's headed up the stairs. The key broke in the door. He can't get out. Right. There's only one door in and out of this house. Forgot. But so he's headed up the stairs. Yeah, there's a, um, it's a castle. Mm-hmm. It's got a lot of security. There's a moat. That's true. You know. <laughs> Speaking of the moat, he jumps into the water slide. Uh-huh. And heads for the pool. Yes. Quigley and Biederman are like, oh shit, we got to go after him. Juice, get in that slide. And and they like, just push no. Juice down the slide head first. Why? And we see immediately after for no reason because Preston goes in the pool disappears Quigley and Biederman run outside Juice is still flailing around in the pool and they're like did you see him he's like no we got away and I'm yeah. like they ran outside faster than Juice quit down the water slide and ended up in the pool uh-huh they just wanted to get him wet again yeah I think Quigley is just tired of Juice's snide remarks at this point I do love Juice flailing around and he goes oh no he didn't oh I know he didn't just push me in that pool <laughs> so while he while this is happening Preston shuts all the lights off Chunk, it's dark now. So quickly tells Biederman to act like he has a purpose in life. Yeah. To which Biederman says, okay, and then starts eating snacks. But he wanders off and he goes, I think I'm having heart palpitations or something like that. Yeah. And then just starts eating snacks. And eating I'm like, cake. this your purpose in life? It but reminds then he... me of that scene in Saving Silverman mm. when Jack Black, they break into uh, What's-Her-Name's house and... Jack Black is like eating spaghetti out of the fridge, but he has a walkie-talkie, <laughs> and he's just like, "Yeah, I'm just checking the fridge." <laughs> Fair enough. Anyway, so Quigley climbs the staircase. Uh huh. Biederman goes back into the house to try and find Preston. Yeah. And he just goes, "Little boy, little boy from the bank." <laughs> what? Oh God. So Preston, we see, is hiding in a chair that is like lifted up to the ceiling it's yeah. like a big orange spiky like squishy chair that i guess he played video games in because it's in front of like that huge bank of like tv screens i don't know why it has the ability to be like lifted up into the ceiling yeah. i guess so it's out of the way yeah but so he's sitting in it he lowers himself down he puts the vr headset on biederman's head and yep. starts like playing something yeah something like really disorienting yeah so yeah. Biederman's like oh god i hate this oh no what's happening yeah apparently can't take it off of his own head no. for some reason it's locked wanders around until he passes out into yeah. back into the chair which Preston then raises back up into the ceiling yeah so boom one bad guy down yeah the one time that i tried a vr headset i almost passed out so that's fair and I that was it. like a probably like a 2015 16 yeah. i mean a, this is a, a 1994 one, yeah. vr headset yeah. which is headache inducing almost immediately but he can't take it off his own head no next we see juice mm-hmm. who thinks that he caught preston yeah but no preston had set a trap by putting a bunch of like baseball clothing right in the batting cage where it was dark and he's like oh it's a little old bitty boy shape <laughs> and so he runs in and grabs it but no now he's trapped in the batting cage yeah and for some reason the batting cage is remote controlled now so Preston hits him with a bunch of baseballs. Mm-hmm. Which he really could have just... He's already getting hit with baseballs. He could have just run toward and gotten out. It wasn't locked in there. No, but it's Home Alone now, the it, movie. It's true. <laughs> Home Alone, so... It's fine. So anyway... While he's doing that, Quigley comes up behind Preston and grabs him. Mm-hmm. But Preston bites him. Yep. Pulls a phallet. 
<laughs> yeah. Bites the bad guy. Yeah. And takes off running. Uh-huh. He runs outside and he's hiding under various party tables that Yvonne left behind and is never going to get her money back for. I know. She left everything. Yeah. Her tables. Her tablecloths. Like, she lost so much money on this party because she didn't say to break it down. I, I mean, know. I guess she could come back later. Well, it's going to be ruined when she gets back. That's true. So, Quigley's, like, flipping all the tables. Mm-hmm. And Preston is running around in a soaked tuxedo. Yeah, at least lose the jacket. And it is making me chafe. Yes. Just watching it. Take the jacket off. Well, did you ever go to, like, Kings Island or Kentucky Kingdom when you were a kid and, like, get soaked, like, on the log ride or, like, standing by the log ride, you know? And you're like, oh, it feels so nice. And then, like, 20 minutes later, you're walking around in, like, soaked yeah, like wet jeans. jeans. Yeah, like this is the worst thing. You're that's like ever I have to, to get on forty more roller coasters to dry myself off with the velocity of the air. Yeah. Yes, he's in a full tuxedo. That's what it makes me think of. One time, side note, I wore these like red sweatpant type pants yeah. to the park because it was like a cooler day, and I got hit with water on something, and my legs turned red. Oh no! Because the, <laughs> yeah. the sweatpants die. This got all over me. Oh. It was very funny. Anyway. There's one table left, mm-hmm. and I don't want to make predictions here, but I think Quigley's going to flip it. I don't know. No? No, he does. First, though, he picks up one of the chairs yeah. and is holding it above his head like he's going to smash it over Preston's head. Mm-hmm. He's like, Preston, press? Come on out, buddy. Yeah. Come on, I just want to talk. Piston. But then he just sets the chair back down. Yeah. Uh, okay. And then... Flips the table. Flips the fucking table. Yeah. But Preston's not under it. It no. turns out Preston was in a seat, which was like hoisted up into a tree. Yeah, of course. And he drops down from the tree. He's got his giant boxing gloves that he found from somewhere. Right. Punches Quigley in the face. Quigley bowls over backwards, ends up in that big metal red like ball thing it that looks you like sit a in and roll around wheel. in. Yeah. yeah. Which also was not put away for the party. Yeah. It latches on him, which, I mean, it's made out of metal. You could just reach through and unlatch it, but it's no. fine. He doesn't. He's too disoriented. Preston cheekily says, don't you move. Yeah. Walks away, goes and gets in his go-kart, makes sure to put his helmet on first. Right. Drives over. Again, the go-kart would have been put away. A whole fucking party was happening. It's fine. Yep. Drives over to where Quigley is, rolls him around a bunch. Mm-hmm. He's like, kid, stop it. Hey, kid, what are you doing? Kid, leave me alone. Kid. Yeah. <sighs> And it launches into the pool. Launches him. Yep. Preston gets up to see what happened. Quigley is doing the dead man's float in the pool. Mm, he's, he's outside like, of the metal thing now. Yes. But he's like face down floating. Right. Preston's like, oh no, Mr. Quigley? Grabs him by the wrist to lift it up, see if he's dead. Quigley is not dead. No. Grabs him. Ah! Uh, gets out of the pool. Suddenly, Biederman and Juice are there, so I guess him. they were fine the whole time. Yeah. Grab him from either side. But, but then, then! Just... When it is darkest before the dawn. Nick of time. FBI is there. Shay Stanley, the FBI dudes she was hanging out with. A whole bunch of cops. What the fuck were they doing this whole time? Rounding up cops, I guess? Eating dinner? Yeah. Changing out of her no party dress? Armed. Like, there's no reason to have 45 cops. Yeah. Anyway... Biederman this time does recognize Shay Stanley and tells her that she's fired. Mm-hmm. As of this moment, Miss Stanley, you are fired from my bank. She says, Shay Stanley, FBI. As of this moment, Mister Biederman, you're fired from your bank. Oh, 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 oh. Which, like, <laughs> read the backyard, Biederman. There's like fifty cops and three FBI agents, and you're gonna fire her from the bank? 
you are no longer in charge what also yeah (laughs) anyway the fbi man is as all right preston seriously like who is mcintosh and he stutters hems and haws for a little bit and quigley is like it's me i'm mcintosh because he's like oh yeah the thing that we talked about earlier i could seize on this yes i'm mcintosh and i'd like for you all to get off of my property yes but back me up here guys juice and beaterman are like yeah this is mr mcintosh says don't you know big papa mcintosh big mama (laughs) mcintosh be hanging out with the brothers you know (laughs) thanks juice yeah. Juice, Juice makes it the most real. He's like, dude, you don't know Mackintosh? Yeah. What, what a fool. But then the guy is like, okay, are you sure? Are yeah. you sure? You sure yes. you're Macintosh? You are? Yes. Okay, you sure? I promise. All right, arrest this man for fraud, money, la- money laundering, and grand theft. I am so confused at this point. As am I. This whole time, Shay Stanley got a job at the FBI, mm-hmm. at the bank, mm-hmm. to go after Biederman. Yep. When we see them earlier in there when she's running for whatever reason yeah. surveilling while she runs the man in the van says when do we get to get beaterman and she's like i don't know we'll find him whatever whatever suddenly after six days of not knowing who this man is and from what i can tell all he did was buy a house and a bunch of stuff they're after mcintosh yeah on what grounds right where's their proof yeah where's the evidence because he had a bunch of marked bills that said fbi on him maybe he got them from something else Right. Maybe, Maybe he, he just got happened to do dealings with Biederman. From Biederman, who was already laundering money, and it's not his fault. Maybe yeah. he just made a withdrawal at that bank and happened to get money from Biederman's marked bills. Which, when did they have time to mark the bills that Biederman gave to Quigley because they didn't know that Quigley was going to be at the bank? Yeah. Did they just mark all the bills in Biederman's office? In, which leads me to believe that they're looking after Biederman because he doesn't have access to all the money in the bank. He just had money in his office. He doesn't have... He didn't yeah, go why into does he the vault. Have money in the bank in I his office? Don't know. This isn't how banks work. No, not how any of this works. Did they mark? No. All, yeah, did they mark all of the bills coming out of that bank? In which case, you're gonna. They're all gonna come back to you. Yeah. You're the only bank in town. Right. I just the police work is not fucking there. I really don't understand it. No. Like, why do they have any interest in Mr. McIntosh? Why is no fraud looking for Quigley? And why do they not recognize this man who just escaped from jail six days before? Yeah. Money laundering. Okay. Maybe. Sure. You're we're arresting you on the suspicion that you are involved in this money laundering scheme with Biederman because you had three hundred thousand dollars of marked bills. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. Grand theft. What has he stolen? Fraud. What? What? Yeah. It was, there's a man. He bought this house with money. Yeah, he bought it with Maybe money. Maybe he got the money illegally, but right. he bought everything that you see before. <sighs> I'm so confused. Anyway, yeah. so they're like, Macintosh, you're under arrest. Shay helpfully pipes up and says, arrest Biederman too, which is the person they were after in the first place. Yeah, and Biederman's like, what? I'm just a bank. What? I'm just, I'm just a bank president. I just work at the bank. And then the FBI man, whose name we never learned, is like, yeah, yeah arrest wise guy too. And then they arrest Juice with absolutely no evidence or proof or even no crime he's just being a smart ass she says who me i'm not wise man i flunk recess cat <laughs> i mean juice has committed crimes but they don't they know don't know that. they don't know who he is yeah. they don't know what's been going on <sighs> okay anyway i gotta i need to take a second because it yeah. doesn't get any better from here no it gets worse and i know that you just got that riled up because you're trying to avoid what happens next <sighs> I mean, it's a, truly, even if what happens next is I happen next, I'm still upset about the shoddy police work that's happening yes. in this movie. It's bad. It's and worse then, than Kindergarten Cop. It gets <laughs> it gets worse. So Shay takes Preston away. 
yeah. into the house while some cops are yelling about order. I don't know who they're yelling at because it should just, just be people in the street. They're outside, I guess. Yeah. yeah, the neighbors from earlier. Yeah, the valet kids that didn't go away because they're like, we gotta get it paid. I don't fucking know what's happening. So the Waters family drives by. Yeah, all, amid all the chaos. Yeah, I don't know where they've been. I don't know. Kristen's fucking birthday. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. Like the dad, like drove away. Maybe he went to go get the rest of his family. Which I don't know. Where the fuck Have were they? Have they noticed yet that their front door is broken down? Because that never comes up again. I don't think they've been home yet. Dad is like, all right, I'm gonna go check out and see what's going on. Yeah. Inside the party. Mm-hmm. The not party. Inside the castle. The castle. Preston is just sitting down with Shay Stanley. Yeah. Whose real name is Shay Stanley? Doesn't anybody know how to be undercover? Like, you don't use your own... You don't use your... It's on her FBI badge. She's like, yeah, see? Check it out. FBI, Shay Stanley. And that's what it says uh, right there. And he's like, like wow, that's, that's so cool. cool. Oh, my God. Anyway, she's... Sitting there all sexy because she's still in her party sexy. outfit. Yep. And Preston's like, oh, if you're FBI, then this means that you didn't actually want to go on a date with me. That you just did it for your job. Uh-huh. And Shay says, yeah, unfortunately, that's right. I was just after Mr. McIntosh. I was just... Nope. Shay says, well, it started out like that. Which means... Which means it didn't end like that. Which means she went on a date with a child, fully intending, perhaps at the beginning, to just get for information about this Macintosh fellow that really didn't have anything to do with anything until they just decided that he did. But it didn't end that way. She was enjoying her date with a 12-year-old so much that she just decided to continue going on a date with a 12-year-old. I can't. <sighs> so so then, then he asks, when can I see you again? Uh... And she says... Haha, <laughs> why don't you call me in 10 years when you're 22 and I'm 41? Okay, fine. Yeah. He says, what about in five years? And she says, seven. Mm-hmm. And he says, six. Yep. Yeah. And she says, it's a date. It's a date. And then what happens, Meat Wedge? Ah! And then what happens? And then she kisses him on the mouth. They even, they, it even has the lead up to it. Oh, yeah. Like they're they looking at each other's lips. The staring She's thing. She's leaning her head. They turn their yeah. heads. Yeah. To properly get the right angle. And they go in slowly and, ah! She kisses him on the lips. The lip. This is not on the cheek. It's not on the forehead. It's not on the hand. It's a full on smooth. I mean, fortunately, their mouths are closed, but it's a kiss on the lips between a 31 year old woman and a 12 year old little boy. I, ha- I hate it. I-, <laughs> I hate this so much. Disney, you have so many things to answer for. 12 year old boy just turned 12. That- <laughs> this is his birthday. This is birthday. This, this is 12. This is 12 year old birthday today. Birthday. Today. That day. See, and I just remembered, and I know we talked about this at the beginning, that she had, like, kissed him on the cheek or something, and I remembered that being weird. Yeah, that would have been upsetting, but this and is... And then coming back and seeing this, I was like, what? This borderline criminal. And Matt, the can we just imagine? Fuck! We just imagine for one second. I mean, it's it's gross no matter what. Absolutely. It's gross no matter what you look at it, and it should be. But Im- imagine that this is an 11-year-old little girl and a 31-year-old man FBI agent, and he says... Why don't you why don't you call me in six years when you're 18 and then kisses her on the lips? Just imagine that for one second. And, and then, the fact that we can't see it that yeah the, in the same light right makes it just it's bad so bad it's bad it's so bad like just for any angle. But I mean that movie would never have been made. This movie should never have been made. It should never have been made. But for some reason this is cool. Oh you know little boy hot for teacher whatever all this shit ah oh, makes me so mad. I know that there is a point. Somebody might email us and be like, well, in, in Interview with the Vampire, 
adult ass Brad Pitt smooches tiny baby Kirsten Dunst on the lips. Hmm. And it happens also in the movie Big with Tom Hanks. Right. The difference in that in, movie, at the Big, very least. Yeah, the, is, she thinks that he's an adult. She thinks he's an adult. Right. In Interview with the Vampire, she looks like a child, but she's like 100 years old. Right. They are at, at least in the movie narratively yes, adults those characters believe that yes. the other person yes is their same age yes this is a woman who knows that this child is a child she's she known the knows whole time that she's attending his 12th birthday party <sighs> anyway also i looked it up because i was like you know what a lot of times mm-hmm. in hollywood yes actors will play younger than yes. they truly are yep and i was like it will not make me feel better about the storyline, but it will make me maybe feel better about the filming if I look and see that he's actually a lot older and maybe he's just 16. a tiny... Yeah, he's just he's a tiny just kid. Face. Yeah. <laughs> no, he was actually only 11. Yeah. He wasn't even 12. No. He was 11. Yep. She's 31. I'm gonna... I'm gonna burn something down. I'll be right back. I gotta go. I gotta set something on fire. I'm gonna go shower. <sighs> oh, God. So anyway. All right. It's almost over. It's not worse. I'm sorry. Sorry about all the yelling. So, I'm not. I'm not sorry. <laughs> Anyway. So Preston's dad has barreled his way through the cops and shows up and is like, are you okay? He's, oh no, he's in shock. Takes off his jacket to put his uh, around his, what I imagine still damp shoulders from getting in the pool in that tuxedo jacket that he yeah, still hasn't like taken off. five minutes ago. Anyway, he says, are you okay? And he's like, no, 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 yeah, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. Can, can we just go home? And he's like, yeah, what's, uh, what's going on here, man? And Preston's like, I'll tell you everything. Let's, I'll tell you on the way home. Let's right. just, uh, you know, just yeah. get out of here. But as they're leaving, we see that Henry has pulled up. Yeah. And Preston's like, oh, let me say bye. Yeah. Henry's like, what the fuck, dude? I'm gone for a couple seconds. 30 minutes. It had to have been at least 30 minutes. Yeah. And the FBI shows up. Right. Preston's like, oh, I thought you left. And Henry's like, nah, man. We decided the party needed ice cream, so I went to get ice cream. See, I got you this 30-gallon trash can full of ice cream like you liked. Hopefully I got the recipe just right. Which Preston sticks his finger in it, licks it, and goes, yeah, yeah, that's pretty close, man. And I'm like, what do you mean recipe this bucket of ice cream? But whatever. And Henry just, I guess, suddenly knows what's going on and is like, well, I guess Macintosh is no more, so I'm going to go back to working for adults or whatever. Yeah, I think that Henry knew the whole time. I think so, too. And was just like, as long as I keep getting paid, I'm not going to ask questions. Right, which also makes it pretty shitty. Yep. Yeah, he knew it was happening. He's not an idiot. Or he was blatantly just like, I'm going to take every answer at face value. I'm not going to look into it any farther. I'm just going to go, okay, whatever you say. Sure, man. But... He takes one look at the situation and goes, I guess Mr. McIntosh is no more. Like, he fucking knew it was happening. And he let this little kid dig himself into this hole. So Henry's like, I'm going to miss Mr. McIntosh. And Preston says, I'm going to miss you too. Mm-hmm. And then he goes to leave and Preston turns around and says, hey, Henry, you know what you got? S-T-Y-L-E. Style. And so Henry puts on his sunglasses that are way too small for his head. Yeah. And it's nighttime. And he gets back in his car so that he can drive blind. Yep. With his 30-gallon bucket of ice cream. Because he's like, I I just bought this. I'm not letting it go to waste. Takes it with him. Yep. So anyway, Preston Preston and his dad. Yeah, talking to his dad. And he's like, Walking home. Because again. Oh, yeah. They're close enough to walk. They live right down the fucking street. Yeah. Yeah, Because their dad is like, tells his wife, like, drop me off. You take the kids home. I'm going to. Walking home. Anyway. He says, you know, Macintosh really learned a lesson. He should have done that. Should have. Should have been who he was and not pretended to be somebody that he wasn't. But uh, I'll tell you all about it tomorrow. They finally get home. Preston's family is waiting for him in his room. They didn't notice that the front door was gone, though. 
with a cake with candles on it. Listen, that front door fucking falls down all the time. House falling apart around their ears. You know, it just sometimes it happens. Nothing seems to be stolen. It's not a big deal. I mean, I wouldn't put it past Fred to buy the cheapest front door. <laughs> Honestly. He's a bit of a penny, penny saved is penny earned. Yeah. They're waiting there with a birthday cake and they sing to him and it's so cute. And for some reason, Damien and Ralph aren't shitheads anymore. Maybe they just do it one day out of the year. They're nice to their little brother because they've learned nothing. No. No kind of growth from them or his mom, who was shitty at the beginning, too. His dad kind of at least came to some sort of ham-fisted realization that maybe he should be nice to his kid. Yeah, so Preston goes to blow the candle and his dad leans down and says, be careful what you wish for. Mm-hmm. And he Preston says, says, I've got everything I need right here. What more could I need? And then he looks up at the picture of Shay Stanley that he has hanging in his bedroom. Fucking creep. And is like, oh yeah. And then blows out his candles. Ah! We made it. We did it. It's over. It's fine. It is not creepy for Preston to have a picture of Shay hanging in his room no that's the, a perfectly normal thing but he's got the hots for this lady like he weird. likes her he thinks she's pretty Fine. it's normal you had crushes on adults when you were 12 that's sure. how it works yeah the problem is when you go the opposite direction yes and the adult we've been over it there's nothing more i can say anyway is it a replay or a rewind for I'm you there, fucking watch this movie ever again <laughs> no yeah i'm gonna unsubscribe from disney plus on this one god did it make you cry almost yeah that's fair it really and then at the end too for one second when you know his family was i was like oh and then he immediately ruined it by being like well maybe i was like fuck this movie it's so stupid made me feel for one second i was mad that it made me anyway why are the police not even looking for quigley no one looks for him no No one one, there are no missing flyers for him you see a bunch of cops they're not like oh be on the lookout for nothing no one cares that he has escaped. The police are not on his trail. The no o- one ever acknowledges that this man is supposed to be in prison. I mean, the only thing that I can think of is maybe he escaped from a prison. He's been running for like two states. You know, he escaped from but a- But the FBI would still have heard about it. And like, if he has ties to Biederman, who testified at his trial- That's true. They're going to be they would- going right to him. Yes. No, you're absolutely right. Okay, that blows that out of the water. Like, I, I genuinely don't know why no one is looking for him. And he is not being- quiet no. you know he's smashing cars in a public houses. park he's trying to buy houses under his own name he is trying to cash million dollar checks with his name on them walking just into the strolling into the bank on camera to go talk to a man who testified at his trial my last question we already answered would one million dollars in tens fit in a backpack no 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 it would not we just have a little bit of research to go over because there's not a lot of info no, out about there and all of, about this And all of our research is really just going to be us continuing to complain about it. Yeah, that's fine. It was released on February 11th, 1994. It had a budget of $13 million, Mm -hmm. and it made $39 million. Uh Uh-huh. What's its rating on Rotten Tomatoes, Meat Wedge? It's got a nine. That's the lowest of any that we've done, I think. Yeah. That darn cat had a 13. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, this only has 11 reviews. Yeah. But I'd give it a nine. (laughs) (laughs) It deserves a nine. Like, I want to give... The kid who plays Preston. He did a great job. His props. Because yes. he really is a good actor. Yes. He does a great job. Yes. The, pr- the problem is with every adult involved in this film. Yes. And whoever was like, yeah, son, go play this kid that kisses yeah. an adult. Where were his parents? Not not Preston Waters' parents. Where were Brian Bonsall's parents while this movie was happening? They're like, it's fine. Let's talk about some reviews. Let's talk about them. So Peter Rayner of the Los Angeles Times said... What was missing from this film is any trace of the joy and simple pleasures. 
Preston isn't a very imaginative child. He's a goodies gatherer. Because that's what he learned from his dad. Exactly. But he's right. And that doesn't, it doesn't make it fun to watch him no. spend money. He doesn't seem like he's having fun. He's just. No. That's what I pointed out so many times. Like, don't yeah. you have anybody you want to share this with? Like, right. it's not fun to do all these things by yourself. No. Like, you need friends. Yes. Uh, Janet Maslin of the New York Times said, it looks like the best bet for family audiences in the season so short on kitty oriented entertainment. And it's a movie that no parents in their right minds should let children see. Yes. Agree, Janet. Joanna Steinmetz of the Chicago Tribune gave it zero stars. Good. And said, it is one of the sleazier movies ever marketed to kids. Yes. Such a movie for children, from Disney yet, is a scary sign that Hollywood sensibilities are so out of whack there is no ethical bedrock left. Seeing a movie is a voluntary act. If it weren't, blank check would qualify as child abuse. Well, the filming of it sure is. Yeah. I'm sorry, it is. It is. And it's it's strange, too, to go back and read the reviews that were written in 1994, because mm-hmm. they are all scathing. Yes. Nobody really, no no critic really liked this movie. Right. But they but don't, they don't mention really it. mention no. that, like, this is as close as it gets. Yes. But they're basically just like, well, it's a bad movie. Right. And I wasn't moved by these characters. And Preston's not imaginative. It's shallow, and, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, it teaches the wrong lessons to your kids and not an adult kisses a child. Even if you go on IMDb, because IMDb has this really helpful section where they break down for parents, like, yeah. violence. Here are all the instances of violence and whether yes. or not they're mild or severe or whatever. Yeah, if you, so you can decide if you are yeah, comfortable with your kid watching it. I don't care if my it. kid is watching someone smoke a cigar. That doesn't mean anything to me. Right. Under sexuality and romance, it says right there, a grown woman kisses a small child on the lips and it's mild and i'm like no it's not (laughs) no it is not mild it's not sorry it's not okay all right we're just gonna get through these actors real quick where we've seen them before yeah in better pictures uh brian bonsall who plays preston waters Mm -hmm. was also most famously known as andy keaton on family ties Mm -hmm. as in the michael j fox was alex p keaton family ties yes and he plays Worf's son on Star Trek. That's why he was That's so familiar to me. Him. Yeah, uh-huh. he was playing Alexander. Yeah. Another instance of him playing a child who has terrible parents. Worf gets it together later, but he's not a great dad at first. No, I can't imagine that he would be. But that's why I didn't immediately recognize him, because he's in Klingon makeup. Right, got a lot of facial <laughs> prosthetics going on. But he's a really good actor on TNG also. Like, he does a really good job. He does a good job in this. Yeah. Um, he also, before Blank Check came out, he played a kid named Mikey in a movie called Mikey, oh. where he's a demonic child who murders one and a half sets of foster parents. Like All he right. has foster parents and he kills them and his sister, I think. Damn. But then they don't believe that, like, he's like, an intruder did it. And they're like, well, he's a six-year-old kid, so it clearly wasn't uh-huh. him. So then he gets put in another foster family and kills his new foster dad. And just, like, so much shit happens. Damn. Uh, he, in real life, was arrested a couple times for beating up his girlfriend, which is oh, very unfortunate, shit. and a lot of DUIs. But he says that he is clean and sober now. He's married. He has a kid. He also... Is in a bunch of bands. Oh. Um, I think he currently is in a band called Sunset Silhouette, if I remember correctly. Okay. And toured with the Ataris for a summer in huh. 2017, I believe. Weird. As their guitarist. That bums me out about the domestic violence. Yeah. I, I think he had a lot of issues with drinking and hopefully has put that all behind him. But yeah, he's been arrested quite a few times. Nobody hopefully gets some jail time. In hardly anyone on this cast had a bright future. No, a lot of a lot of deaths around this movie, and all are right around the same time, which is really weird. Uh, yeah. Rick Ducommon, who played Henry, we just saw him last week. 
in Little Monsters as Snick. Yeah, it's weird. I didn't recognize him. Well, you know, he's blue. Yeah. Uh, he's also in Last Action Hero and Yay. a bunch of other things that I've never seen, but we will eventually cover. Right. He died at the age of 62 of yeah. complications from his diabetes, which is very sad. that uh, tub of ice cream. <laughs> That's what did it. Uh, Karen Duffy, who plays Shay Stanley, was a former MTV VJ. She VJed under the name Duff. Okay. She also was in Last Action Hero, and she's in Dumb and Dumber, where her character's name is Shay. That's the only name in the 90s. It's like for edgy female characters that's true who have no, short hair Shay? Wow. i think she's a villain in dumb and dumber but oh. I uh actually i've never seen dumb and dumber she uh, yeah i've just seen bits and pieces yeah she worked on a couple of michael moore projects as a correspondent interesting but she has since quit acting because she has chronic pain she suffers from neurosarcoidosis ah and so she's like uh she's written written a couple of books and she's a spokesperson for like people living with chronic pain and so she just does that so she no longer is acting yeah uh, Miguel Ferrer, who played Carl Quigley, his first big role was in RoboCop, but he's ah. been in a ton of things. Yeah. He's in Mulan as the voice of Sean Yu. Okay. Uh, just lots of things. And one of those, guy. like, in yeah. one episode of everything. Yeah. He died at the age of 61 of throat cancer. <laughs> Shouldn't have been smoking those cigars. <laughs> uh, Tone Loke played Juice. We talked about him before. He was the Goana in Fern Gully. Yep. He also is in Ace Ventura Pet Detective. If I'm gonna eat somebody, <laughs> might as well be you. Uh, James Rebhorn, who played the dad, was also in Meet the Parents. He's in Carlito's Way, How to Eat Fried Worms, Baby Mama, another, like, yeah, he's actor in a where he's, like, ton in of stuff. He's just, yeah. yeah, seen him all the time. He died at the age of 65 of melanoma. God. People are all dead. I know. Michael Lerner is still alive. Oh, good. The he, guy who plays Biederman. Uh-huh. Yeah. He was an elf. He was also in the 1998 Godzilla movie as... Mayor Ebert, which I thought was funny because I was like, they look like Siskel and Ebert. Yeah, that's very funny. Jane Atkinson, who played Preston's mom, mom yeah. was Annie Greenwood in Free Willy 1 and 2. Oh, okay, yeah. And she's just in a ton of TV shows that, you know, we both like X-Files, yeah. Castle Rock, Law & Order, SVU. Right. And then Alex Zuckerman, who played Butch, mm-hmm. was also in Hook Oh, as the Latch Boy. Uh-huh. Which I vaguely remember. I mean, t- tiny. He's like really little in that one. He's yeah, like, he's know. very small. Um, he is no longer acting, but if you look him up, he looks exactly the same, but bigger. Still a very punchable face. Yeah. I imagine he grew up to look like Carrot Top. Yeah. Yep. The movie was directed by Rupert Wainwright, which is hard to say. Rupert Wainwright. <laughs> he also directed The Fog, Stigmata, and a whole bunch of other creepy shit. Oh, MC Hammer music video, sorry. <laughs> yes. It was written by Blake Snyder. Um, who also wrote Stop Where My Mom Will Shoot, and he wrote an entire book on screenwriting called Save the Cat, so you'd think he'd be better at writing screenplays. Yeah. Turns out, no. Turns out, no. Anybody can just write a book. It's also written by Colby Carr, who mm-hmm. wrote nothing else, presumably because he was too busy being in jail. Yeah, for writing a movie where a woman kisses a child. Yes. Should be in jail. A little bit of trivia. <sighs> yeah. We talked about it at the beginning. We're going to have to do some calculating, so yeah. I went ahead and did it just because it's fun. One million dollars in 1994 money equals $1,801,983.81. Nice. So almost two million. Yes. The castle that he buys Mm -hmm. is called Pemberton Castle. Okay. It is in Austin, Texas. All right. It is offered at two million dollars today. Uh-huh. It would have cost... $1,446,963 one million four hundred forty-six thousand nine hundred sixty-three dollars in nineteen ninety-four. Oh, not three hundred thousand dollars cash. No, 
Huh. But it is now owned by Robert Rodriguez. Oh, fun. Yeah. That is the most fun thing that we have said in the last two and a half hours. Yeah. All right. That's the end. That's all. I never want to talk about it again. Nope. Fuck this movie. (laughs) Fuck everybody involved. Hopefully the next few movies we do don't have any need for trigger warnings. No. Uh, They're going to be nice. We got some good, actually fun wholesome family entertainment coming up i mean a little bit of child death maybe and some questionable divorce lawyers but other than that yeah it's yeah nothing it's fine it's fine it's fine compared to this walk in the park anyway Ugh. should you have any questions if you'd like to share your outrage or you know anything tell us what you would buy if someone just dropped a million dollars in your lap i don't care yeah uh, you can hit us up on Instagram or Tumblr at Replay Rewind Podcast. You can email us at replayrewindpodcast at gmail.com or you can tweet at us at Replay Rewind Pod. Yeah, you can listen to this episode that you've already listened to uh, or any other episode on Stitcher, Google, Spotify, Apple, any of those. And if your preferred podcast platform has the ability to like, review, subscribe, share, please do what you can helps us out gets us more visibility tell your friends tell your grandma (laughs) she probably won't like it she probably won't like it but a for effort yeah you could tell her about it maybe she knows somebody who would like it yeah if you want more fun bonus content or for us to shout out your name on the show or to send you a sticker or stuff like that you can head on over to our patreon patreon.com slash replay rewind podcast check it out we'll give you some more cool stuff yeah bonus episodes it'll be great yeah, we'll fun. rewrite some movies that deserve better treatment. Yeah, like this one. We'll give you some history lessons about shit that we didn't have time to yell about on the main episodes. <laughs> and we will watch some movies that don't fit into the kids' movie category. Exactly. And it's fun. It is fun. In the meantime, stay fresh. Toads. No, cheese bags. <laughs> <laughs> don't forget to reduce, reuse, recycle, replay. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.